0: Thank you for listening to this message from the North Pole. So welcome everybody to our third financial class. Um, as you can see on the paper, um, this class is going to be about budgeting, but I didn't want to use the word budget when I printed your handout and began to do your outline. Um, because I don't, what I begin to see with these financial classes Um, we can give you Dave Ramsey practicals all day and if you apply those, they work. But at the end of the day, you'll end up in many of us, how many of us went through the Dave Ramsey classes here a couple years ago? So literally three quarters of the room went through the Dave Ramsey classes. And I would say out of all of us that went through the Dave Ramsey classes of applying these awesome principles, how many of us slipped back in some of our old ways? Almost everybody that went through the class. And so is the issue teaching practical principles or is it what our apostles been talking about the whole time? That for you to come into a degree of order with your money, you have to figure out who you are. And so in these classes, we have talked about finances, but we've talked more about your identity than we have your money. And so in that, learning to attach your identity to your money is what's going to help bring your world into order. And that's what helps begin to break poverty and begins to break cycles is when you truly find out who you are in the eyes of Abba. How much Jesus truly loves you and has a future and a hope and a plan already established for you. And the more you come into that mold of his identity and his plan for your life, then then when you begin to apply these practicals and these principles, what happens is it becomes like second nature. And as you see things begin to work, it's not so much about how they work. It's more about who you are. And so in that, the first thing is that's why the more you find out you're loved by God, the easier it is to be generous. The more you know that you don't have to worry about a single thing because God will take care of every single need that you have, the easier it is for you to walk into a degree of generosity like you've ever walked in your life. And I'll say it like this, as you grow in the love of God, your generosity grows and you you don't even realize it. The more you grow in beloved identity, the more just naturally... You start walking into generosity and the more you fall in love with God and the more you realize you are loved and the more generosity you start walking in, your budget actually becomes easy because you want seed to sow. You want to act and operate just like Jesus Christ. And so when you realize how much he wants to give to you, then you realize how much you want to give to others. And it becomes a beautiful thing. So for me, when I think of the word budget, I think of one of the most famous things Apostle has preached for years, and it's glory follows order. Glory follows order. You know, one of the things that I I am saying about these classes is that some of our issues are an order issue. And if we figure out that it's an order issue, it's not the practicality of let me bring everything in order or let me just slap the gavel and... Order in the court. That's not what this is about. This is not about you disciplining yourself more. This is about you coming alive more in the love of God. So for glory to follow order, the glory of God, Apostle has taught us, is man fully alive. And a man fully alive is a man finding out that beloved identity is the proper order of Abba's kingdom. And the more you figure out that you are in love with God, you come fully alive in the love of God, and in the love of God as you become fully alive, God's glory starts manifesting, and then you start following an order or a plan that you didn't even think that you could operate in, but the Bible says that He orders the footsteps of a righteous man. And so in that, the more you come alive in the love of God, you start realizing this path can actually happen. This path to prosperity, this path to your dreams, this path to your company, this path to your family, this path to your city. You start realizing that God actually has a covenant plan with you as a human being and also the very land that you step on the very land that you own, the very land that you operate in every single day, God has a prosperous Eden plan that He wants to establish through you. But it will come through your relationship with Jesus Christ first. Before It will, it will come through your devotion. It will come through your honor. And then all of a sudden, order just becomes easy because it becomes the obedience of To everything that God has for you. He orders the footsteps of a righteous man. The glory of God finds His order. Glory follows His order. His way of doing things. The way He designed it to be. Do you know that He has a design and a plan for each and every one of us? And that plan comes alive when you find out how much He loves you. And how much you are loved by Him then His plan starts to come alive. That's why the first thing to do is be relational. If you find yourself cutting off relationships, first with God, not having a secret place, not having alone time, letting Him just dream with you, tell you how awesome you are, tell you how amazing. If you're afraid to be alone with God, it's because you think He's mad at you. So when you get alone with God and you get past that lie, He starts telling you how awesome and how amazing you are. And he starts dreaming with you. And then he starts connecting other people with you to tell you how awesome and amazing you are. And they start dreaming with you as well for the same dreams that he dreams for you. I'm not talking about chaos. I'm talking about surround yourself with people that speak into the dreams that Abba wants to speak into your life. That's when you find yourself in the destination that God has for you. So this thing, first and foremost, is not about money. It's never about money. It's about identity. Can you see yourself wealthy? Can you see yourself as a king priest? Can you see yourself as the head and not the tail? Can you see yourself as the lender and not the borrower? Can you see yourself as above and not beneath? Can you see yourself as first and not last? Do you see the value in you? That God sees in you. And when you can tap into that kind of love. That a father dreams over you. Then you better look out. All your dreams are about to come true. Does that make sense? Ed go ahead and read what you were talking about. That Abba has an abundant life for us. One of the main
1: reasons we're here is is because we care so much about you guys. And we want to help encourage you. So um, I got a couple of verses of course for you. (laughs) Is there any such thing as Christians cheering each other up? Do you love me enough to want to help me? I mean, that's what we're here for. We all want to help each other. Does it mean anything to you that we are brothers in the Lord, sharing the same spirit? Are your hearts tender and sympathetic at all? Then make me truly happy by loving each other and agreeing wholeheartedly with, with each other, working together with one heart and mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and in what they are doing.
0: I want to read Isaiah uh, 55 out of the New King James Version, and then Mama T is going to read it out of the Passion Translation. So. Why does this keep happening to me? Do you want me to read the Bible to you? Ho. This is the great thing. We're talking about money and everybody's laughing. I don't know if this is a Santa Claus ho. If this is a slanderous ho. But ho, ho, ho. Everyone, hey, hey, hey. I got your... T- hey, he got your attention here, didn't he? <laughs> Everyone who thirsts, come to the water. And you who have no money... Listen, listen to what he's saying here. You have to start somewhere. You that have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk. Without money and without price. Why do you spend money? Why do you spend money for what is not bread... And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me. And eat what is good. I want you to hear that right there. Come to Abba and eat what is good and nourishing. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Verse 3. Incline your ear, which means you have. This is where the relational piece comes in. Listen to me. You're never going to have the wealth of a king without a king's counsel. You're never going to have a wealth of a king without another king. You're never going to have a wealth of a millionaire without talking to a millionaire. You're never going to have the abundance of money for yourself and your family and your city if you don't talk to somebody who has something you don't have. So he says, incline your ear, come to me, a father and a king here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him, David, as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. I want you to look at this verse right here for a second. He's talking about David. I made a witness to him. Made a witness to what? The one that was chosen last. The one that had no chance to become king. The one that even his own father put out in the field that had red hair. He he was a he was literally the black sheep of the family. He was the mistake. How many red-haired Jewish boys you seen? Oh, buddy, old oh, Jesse might have been running around on mama to have a red-haired, freckled Jewish boy. Okay, no offense. Okay, But I want you to understand this. He's prophesying to us. If I made a witness out of the nobody, then I'll make a witness out of you. And if you feel like a nobody in your finances, then you're in the perfect spot to walk into prosperity. If you feel like you've never could be a king, you could never have wealth, you could never own your own company, you could never add up, then I need you to understand he made a witness with David for each and every one of us. A leader and a commander for other people. Surely you shall call a nation. Surely you shall call sons you do not even know. And sons who do not know shall run to you. Because the Lord your God, every time I see nation, I see son. Because sure enough, Jacob was a nation called Israel who started with one man. See, your prosperity won't start with many connections. It'll start with one connection that you never thought you would have. Pay attention to the people that cross your path. Pay attention to the places that Abba invites you into. Pay attention. He's trying to set you up. Because when he set David up, how did he set him up? The prophet comes and he presents all the finest sons. And the prophet goes, hold on, where's one more? Oh, you mean the red-haired boy that's in the field? The one that I set out there to be attacked by a bear and to be because I was trying to get rid of my mistake. You want that one? Yeah, I want that one. I want that one. The God knows where. Even in a place where you feel like you're dying, even in a place where the bear's coming after you, how do bears attack you? Bears attack you with claws. They stab you. Even when you felt like you were stabbed in the back, God was setting you up. How does the lion come? The lion comes with the strength of his teeth. Even when they talked about you, the king was setting you up. So in that place, he sets you up out of nowhere. And he puts you in front of Goliaths so that everybody can see your victory. Because it's not just enough to be told that you're going to be a millionaire. It's another thing to set you up in a position where you become victorious, that you can actually make the money, that you can actually be who you're called to be. Look for your opportunities, even in places. What's David's opportunity look like? A bunch of trained soldiers, and he was not. He was not trained in the area of his victory. Some of you are going to have victory in an area that you're not trained in. Quit looking for your money and your prosperity to actually come from a place of training. It may come from a place of him just letting people know who you really are. sons will come to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel for He has glorified you. I love verse 6. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His ways and the unrighteous man His thoughts. Let Him return to the Lord and He will have mercy on Him and to our God. And for what? For he will abundantly pardon any mistake. I love this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. We're going to finish with this verse right here. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are Abba's ways higher than ours. And my thoughts than his thoughts. He sees your future different than your emotions. He sees your future different than your bank account. The question is, just like the Christmas carol, do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? That's why this doesn't have to do with making money. This has to do with you being in devotion and hearing Abba's heart, His thoughts, His mind for you. Think about that. Your future is about His words and His thoughts. His words and His thoughts. Jeremiah told us that His thoughts have no evil in it. That His thoughts only have a future and a hope. Mm -hmm. So let us place our trust of our lives, our finances, our health, in Abba's hands. Let's give Him control. Amen. Let's give Abba control and realize He cares for us. Yeah. Good
2: um, I'm going to read this over you guys in the passion, but before we do that, I, I want to just make it clear tonight. This is going to be a lot about budget. It's going to be very practical. And we haven't talked about that yet in the previous classes. So this is the class where shame tries to creep itself in. Can't. The tree of not being good enough tries to feed you in these kind of nights. So here's what I want you to do. I want everybody just to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you just to tell the Lord that no matter where you're starting from tonight, that you trust him and you are ready for this journey. Shame has no place on anybody in this room. You are beloved of the Father. Come on. I don't care if you've messed it up a thousand times or if you've gotten it right a thousand times. Tonight, you are beloved. That's and right. his desire for you That's right. is prosperity yes. and it is wealth and Come it on. is for you to rule as kings and queens in the earth. Come on. So leave your eyes closed. I want you to stay in that restful posture and I'm going to read this Thank over you. Jesus. And let him speak this to you and you respond within yourself to him. He says, listen, are you thirsty for more? Come to these refreshing waters and drink. Even if you have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come and buy all the wine and milk you desire. It won't cost a thing. Why spend your hard-earned money on something that can't nourish you or work so hard for something that can't satisfy? So listen carefully to me and enjoy a sumptuous feast delighting in the finest of foods. Pay attention, come close to me and hear that your total being may flourish. I will enter into an everlasting covenant with you. Hear that again. I will enter into an everlasting covenant with you and I will show you the same faithful love that I showed David. See, I made him a witness to the nations, an example of leadership as prince and commander of peoples. Look, you will summon sons that you've never even heard of. Sons you've never heard of will come running to follow you because Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel, has glorified you. We thank you, Father. Yeah. We thank you, Father, there are come these promises on. you've given us. You will Make an everlasting covenant with us. And regardless of what we've come into the room with tonight, you will make us an example of leadership in the kingdom to the peoples of the earth. And we thank you that you are bringing people to surround us, to witness the goodness of our God that you are going to put on your people. We just say yes to it tonight and no to, no to shame, no to shame, no to condemnation, and yeah. yes, yeah. yes to you tonight, Father.
0: Come on, believe in this room. You can be trusted with kingdom finances. Abba can trust you. You need to trust you. He has a plan for the people in this room. There are prophetic words over your life, over your children. Believe who you are and believe who your God is. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord Provider. And he told David in this Isaiah There's more There's more There's more You need to believe there's more And every one of us in this room I want you to look at me right now Every one of in this room We have seen the more From the days of the beginnings of this ministry I'm looking at you now Saying there's more That means we got to shake up Honor everything that got us here but I'm there's more. and I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for I, the next two years is about to be absolutely incredible. And from there on it's absolutely incredible. This is our eighth we're heading in. next year is our eighth year in this city. It's a new beginning. Apostle came in in April. Now it begins. Now, I need some people in the room to believe it now it begins. It didn't start in that gym in Shaler'sville. It begins now. 2024 will be a historic year for us, but it's actually beginning right now. In this Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Trumpets, and you can feel it in our services. It's happening now.
2: I believe what we're doing in the rest of this year with these with this class and the next one that we want to teach is we're preparing our tent pegs, we're stretching our tent oh, pegs. Oh, come on! To yes, expanding to it. Give us in twenty twenty
0: four, it's the prayer of Jabez. Yes, that got perverted, but the Lord does. He wants to expand your territory and stretch your tent pegs. We have to begin to believe that. Don't allow this to get perverted where it becomes about us, but it becomes about the kingdom. This is about kingdom finances. This is not about self employment. This is about the same generosity that Jesus operated in. As we find ourselves in the love of God, then generosity pours out of us for the building of the kingdom, for orphans being adopted, come on, for businesses being established to expand the kingdom so that we can see more Christian companies begin to be birthed across the earth. So why? So that generosity can flow. This is, it's about one thing. It's about generosity. It's about sowing seed. So that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven, and there's nothing that lacks up there. so why should anything lack up here? It's a word that scares religion. We live on this earth for dominion, for kingdom, dominion. That's what it said in Genesis. You are to rule and reign on this earth, not so that you can be puffed up, so that you can help and you can bring prosperity, so that we can live in a life of when they went into the place. From Egypt into Canaan, it was so that they could live in a land of prosperity for the generations and the generations and the generations to come. So that we would know this, we would know that He is Jehovah, He is Jireh, He is Provider, He is King, He is Lord. And we, Jesus told us in Matthew 6, are to never worry. Can you imagine a life without anxiety, without depression, without fear? And it's found not in being wealthy with rich bank accounts. It's first found in the love of God. And then he orders your footsteps so that his love spreads. Not about getting rich. But it is kind of awesome when people would look and say, how did you acquire all this wealth? And you don't look at him and say, just because of hard work and dedication. No, it's because my father in heaven loves me. And he loves you too. And he wants you to have prosperity and health and wants you
3: to live in abundance so that you can help others. I got two things that I'm discerning in the room. And the revelation that came to me is, is he opened this thing up. First off is this religious garbage of poverty. You're not more spiritual because you're broke. Come on. That's a Pentecostal Appalachian BS. Yes, yes. Scubalock. You want to know why? Because how many of you like to go to Africa one day with Apostle D? Yeah. Come on. You, come you on! you don't have that $3,200 or whatever it's going to take to get there. That's just what I paid in 2009. That's why I came up that number. Don't let your lifestyle become the hindrance to the call of God in your life and blame it. Blame it on the devil. Blame it on this. Yeah. Well, I'm called to be broke. Maybe God put the, the ability to generate wealth so you could be free enough to take off work and go there. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Well, seriously. What's different about me, people have been saying, these finance classes are different. You know what's different for me? I no longer have shame about making money. That's right. yeah. Always a voice in me, a little Ishmael thing popping up going, you know, you're just chasing after it. Nonsense. Yeah. Ooh, it's gone. It is gone. Wow. If it even starts to pop its head off, I punch it right in the face. Okay. Yeah. Second thing is, so you, you got to deal with your religious baggage that makes you think it's, it's poverty is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Because you, you need freedom. You're a king. You're a priest. Regal freedom to go and do the call that he put on your life to be blessed. So you could start an adoption center. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The second thing is, is belief. He, he already here to hit this point. I want to address it. How many of you? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm looking around the room and I, you can see, and I can feel hopelessness in the room. Like this is never going to happen. How many of you believe that it's going to be impossible for you all to be a millionaire in this room? You think it's, it's nearly impossible. Like it's very unlikely. Let's be honest. Like, it's a nice thing to think about, but it's probably not gonna happen. You know, I text Heaven today. I don't think she'll mind me sharing it because Jen's been going over budget stuff with her. I text her today, I had a few minutes down for work and I, it was on my mind. I got an investment calculator popped up and I, I took her income and I, I took 15% what Dave Ramsey says and i multiplied it at 10% return, which is what he said your average return in mutual funds should be. And I went through the math Do you realize at age of 51, Heaven, without getting another raise, the rest of her life, could be a millionaire just by simply investing 15% of her money? Wow. Wow. Now, Heaven, right here, 25 years old, at age 51 could be a millionaire without ever getting another raise, without ever getting another job, without hitting the lottery. She, working in a factory, could be a millionaire at age 51. This is not far from you. Josh, this is not far from you. You take that money, you build some stuff up, you start learning how to send this stuff. And here's the thing, too, that when he was pre, when he was speaking there, the thing that came to mind is there's a difference between dead and living money. i never heard anyone say this in life. This is what just dropped in my spirit. So thank you, Lord. Wow. The world has dead money. Your money in your account that just sits there doing nothing is dead money. Now, I know we have savings Are you a tither. Are you a giver? Are you full of honor? Joe and Mel, you passed the honor test. Don't even let religion think you that this ain't for you. Right. Dakota and Nico, you guys passed the honor test. There's there's several of you that, that have sewed and sewed and honored and on and done this stuff, right? Yeah. Yet yet you don't realize that your money is living money. It's not dead. Because oh. Jesus took a piece Woo. of bread and Man. said, thank you, Father. When he gave thanks and honor up to that, that bread became supernatural bread. It began to multiply wow. to feed way Ow. more than a few that it could have wow. been natural. Wow, come on. You have living resources, but you just don't believe it because you don't believe in who you are. My God. Have you? I, that's what got me over the shame thing now, this last couple weeks studying for these classes. You want to know why? For 16 years, I've been given much more than 10% since come the on. beginning. Come on, Mike. It's not entitlement. He said, anything you give up in this life, family, houses, homes, resources will return to you 30, 60, 100-fold. When? In the high buy and buy? No, in this life. Wow, this come on. This life. Every That's family strong. I had to push away for a season. I got more of all y'all than I had of those I had to push away. Man. And I don't, I don't have a moment of regret about it. And I made a lot of mistakes with money. I've been broke several times. You know, still getting through some. I'm looking through the history of it. And, and part of me gets like, man, if I would have known this at 20. But I'm not living with a grant. I'm using it for motivation now. I call it hilarious resolve. We know hilarious generosity. Hilarious generosity turns into hilarious resolve. You know what we laugh about with money now? You know we, if we actually hunker down, we could pay the house off in five years. What? Yeah. If we cut eating out, yeah. we do this stuff, we could actually have no mortgage payment in five years if we really got focused and, and hunkered down on it. Yeah. You? So were you. It's way easier to become, I realized this last two weeks, it's gonna sound crazy to some of you, but it's easier to become a millionaire now than ever before, and and the strategy's already there. We just actually have to apply it. So what I say this for is when we go through this stuff, don't check out from the beginning and act like this can't be you. I'm telling a 25 year old with no college degree that works in a factory, if you get disciplined in this, it's not discipline your way, but she's passed the honor test, She's one of the most honorable people here. Yeah. she's She ties over an abundant, like, you know what I mean? She's not a 10 percenter. She honors she she honors with stuff and serving and watching kids and all these other ways. She's passed the honor test. Her money's living now. So with a little more order, she'll be a millionaire at 15, Man, years Man, come old. on. Warren, you could be 10, 15 years from now a millionaire. Yes. Cup rights. You yes. could do the same thing. It's actually... Yes. It actually is easier than it looks. You just can't eat your seed, and you have to believe. When you look at that money in your hand, you realize, I'm. listen, they used to say this in Word of Faith, and maybe we need to bring some of this back. We yep, Come the on, declaration no, you're right, you're right. And I said, you look at that. That's not a dollar bill. That's a living seed. That's right. And you speak to that seed. You're yep. living. You're alive. That's right. You're coming back to me. It's not an entitlement. It's saying, I have a lot more seed in the ground financially than, than I financially received. And That's I've, and I'm probably, I said this the other day, probably should have lost my job a few times and I didn't. You know what I mean? Over the years with Grant and Funny and all that stuff, you've heard those testimonies. And I'm sure that all the honor has to do with it. But I'm telling you, there's a payout coming. But do you actually believe that? That's not bragging. That's how many of you have sowed tens of thousands of dollars since you've been saved? There's a payout. There's a payday coming. It may have had, some of it's probably happened, but I'm telling you the way accrued interest works, there's a wave of abundance coming to you, yeah. but you can't check out because it's a hard conversation. Yeah. You can't check out because it makes you feel uncomfortable. You can't check out because it makes you want to take some of your little pet idols away. Listen, those pet idols are eating at you, your future, and we could be free. I'm sitting there. We prayed Monday. I wanted. and I'm going to end on this because I'm rambling on, Well, I don't want my health. To be in a hindrance. I don't want my finances to be in hindrance. When God says, go here, I don't go. I don't know if I'm healthy enough to make the trip. I don't know if I have enough money to go. All that's in order. This next two years, like He said, let's get this in order. Nothing's going to stop us. That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Your future is locked in your daily routine. That's a prophetic word Abba gave this house a long time ago. Your future is locked in your daily routine. And it's time to break some routines. It's time to surrender to the order and footsteps that Alba has for us. I'm going to ask you this one question. How many of us in this room are making more money than they've ever made in their life in the last 10 years? Everybody in this room is making more money today than you made 10 years ago. Show it again. Hear what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the,
0: yeah. Josh, legal. Josh legal. and, legal, J- money. legal money, legal) <laughs> None of the drug dealers would raise their hand. That is fantastic. That is Only at the North Gate. All the dope dealers were like, nope, nope, sorry, man. We were making way more money selling in dope. If you were trusted with a lot of money back then, you're going to be, if you were trusted with that money by the devil, you're going to be trusted with that money by God. It's only a matter of time before all But that's how you're wired. Listen. No, in seriousness though, the enemy knew they were wired that way. He knew they were wired to handle millions of dollars. And so Abba knows that you're wi- But once again, you got to realize on this side of it. On, on this side of it, gentlemen. You're trusted in the kingdom to have that money. If you were manipulated to handle wicked money. And you were still givers back then. You were still wired to take care of orphans and widows and single moms. You were already wired to do good. So how much more will the seed of the kingdom? Because you have been over the last several years handling living money. Oh man, oh I feel that. And Dutch sheets saw you walk past him. Hundreds of pounds thinner. In a suit. And prophesied to all of us, that man is needed for the kingdom. You're going to meet that man, Jeremy. You're going to stare that man in the face. You're going to see that man in the suit. That man is alive and you're not going to die. I cancel the assignment of death even in your thoughts. It's going to happen. I should have known. That's the greatest prophetic word in this family, Bill Cut, right? I should have known. I should have known. Tina's right. We're going to get a huge sign in this room. I should have known it was coming. I should have known. As for everybody in this room, I should have known. I should have known God was going to answer that prayer. I should have known it was going to happen. My God. So God's leading us there. And how's He leading us there? He's leading us there through wisdom. And Mama Jeanette has some incredible scriptures. Has some incredible scriptures on wisdom and living simple.
5: I've been looking into Proverbs 16 and it's just amazing when you finally get to this point where things start to make sense. You know, like we've read these things before, but um, that's good, that's in Isaiah yeah. fifty-five, it's saying you can come and buy without money. So, what does that mean? How to like? What is that? So I, I hit Isaiah sixteen sixteen. Everyone wants gold, okay? Everybody wants gold, but wisdom's worth far greater silver is sought after but a heart of of understanding yields a greater return so gold and silver have limits
0: yeah oh come on
5: you have money and then you have to work again to get more money and then you have to work again to get more money if i give you if you need to pay your electric bill and i give you the money it's gone Mm -hmm. right but if I can give you, if we can give you wisdom, mm-hmm, yeah. then you can make your own money and then you'll make money to lend to other people. It, yeah. It's limitless if you take the wisdom over the money. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Um, Don't move
0: on there real quick. I want everybody to look at the word understanding. Understanding. There's a very, very famous scripture text that says Lean not to your own understanding. But trust the Lord in that Proverbs three, when it says lean not to your understanding. We read that here for months. A couple years ago, when we went into COVID. The last part says, when you don't lean to your own understanding, and you trust the Lord. The last part is the promise that your wine would be full and the vats of your barn would overflow. And the passion translation said, and joy would overflow continually. You got to get rid of my ringing, Mike. Um, I need you guys to hear me on this. Lean not to your own understanding. How many in here when it comes to money have... I'm ringing, Mike. I need you to turn me down. When it says lean not to your own understanding, how many of us in here have come to a place where you're frustrated and you don't understand what's going on with your money? Be vulnerable right now. I don't understand what's going on with my money. So if you don't understand what's going on with money, wisdom is far worth greater. So if you don't understand what you're seeing with your money, then guess where the wisdom comes? Here. 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 When Joseph steps into a place that he saves his family and a nation, the nation's king couldn't understand what Joseph understood. You're going to have to trust somebody else's accountability. And when you do that, Now far will be great your return. So if you're getting no return right now, it's because you're leaning to your own understanding. And God told us in Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God. If you're going, God, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on with my money. Ed and Jeanette might understand it. Mike and Jen might understand it. Jimmy and Tina might understand it. Or if you don't want us looking at your account... Then get a financial. They have a financial advisor that they will lead you to. God has set up men. God, you're asking God. God, what's, I don't understand what's going on with that money. God's going, I have placed somebody with the understanding of finances. You just got to go past yourself. And go find the person that may understand the accountability of money. Better than you. And great will be your return.
2: I just feel like we need to actually read those verses. It starts where he's talking about the trust in the Lord. It's Proverbs 3, 5. But I'm going to start at verse 1. Listen. My child, if you want a long and satisfying life, never forget these things I've taught you. Follow closely every truth I've given you. And then you will have a full, rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go. Man. Be faithful to all you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart, and that's how you find favor and understanding Whoa. with both God and men, and you will regain, you will gain the reputation of living life well
0: my God So
2: trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions.
0: Come on with
2: all your heart rely on him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do. That's the acknowledge him. Yep. become intimate with him in every in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion (sighs) and avoid everything that's wrong. And then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension, every dimension Of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. That's the new wine. That's it. That's new wine.
0: That's the same wine that you're talking about in Isaiah 55. It's the same wine that's promised to you. That's why this whole thing starts with not discipline. It starts with devotion. Mm -hmm. This whole thing. Your prosperity does not start with you. I'm going to crack down on my budget. No. It's you falling in love with God so he can tell you who you are. And then he'll order the footsteps of a righteous man. When you find out that your own opinion, my righteousness is a filthy rags. But Jesus, oh, it's a coat of many colors. And it's time for some of you to put on your coat. Mm-hmm. It's time for some of you to put on your coat, Joseph. You've walked around with your own coat long enough. It's time for you to put on his opinion about you. Whew. Go to Proverbs 17, Mama Jeanette. Um
5: Well... One step before that is set, Proverbs sixteen twenty two. I kept we're reading through that today, and um, it says it's a dis- definition of wisdom. Wisdom is a deep well of yeah. understanding opened up within you as a fountain of life for others. So good. Yeah. I was like, um, then uh, that's that's life changing money okay? That's (laughs) life-changing character. That's life-changing ways of thinking, okay? It's, we passed gold and silver, and we've moved into the abundance of the kingdom. (coughs) Money comes as long as you get that into that realm, okay? We were talking about this today, Ed and I, did you ever hear your parents say I, I think you're going to be a millionaire like or I mean when I was in high school I didn't even think about I remember them saying okay if you save enough half of this I'll I'll help you with the other half mm-hmm. but yeah. I, they never said to me you know you're going to be wealthy you're going to you're going to do build an orphanage you're going to do this right, you're going right. to do that that didn't that wasn't talked about in my house but it is the language that we've been hiding from, wow. or yeah. For yeah, for how long, uh-huh. you know? It's, it, we, we're breaking that poverty mindset yeah. off, yeah. and we are going to be those that can build a hospital. We can send, send our youth group to Africa. Yeah. What if somebody writes that check? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Real, um, real quick, Jeanette, when you mentioned our parents, I kept thinking about this today. A lot
2: of us, I know myself included, my dad would always be like, oh, you're 401K, you're 401K. And I did that, and it was great, but I feel like a lot of us might have that mindset of, well, we're better off than our parents. We're doing
5: better than yes. our parents, but we're called to go so much further than our parents. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. 100%. Yeah. So, um, and when, when you have gold and silver, it helps you. When you have wisdom, you have a deep well of understanding opened up within you as a fountain of life for others, okay? That's life-changing. Um, Proverbs 16:24 then says, life-giving words, it explains that. And in the New King James, it says, pleasant words are like honeycomb. I love that. Yeah. And since we've been talking about the bees and the honeycombs, And it releases sweetness to your soul and health to our bones. Gold and silver cannot quench your soul. Yep. Come on. That's so good. Bring peace to your home.
0: Yeah. Words of Thanksgiving. Words of Thanksgiving. Complaining and criticism will always be followed by infirmity. Yes. And that stuff comes from. I've been teaching this. That comes from a root of offense. An offense comes from believing that you'll never achieve the score that you think that you're going to achieve. Somebody has outscored you. It's actually comparison. Mm -hmm. That's how you get to this place of thinking that I need to rob Peter to play Paul so that I can keep up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. And then you complain about what you don't have. And then once you get that, you complain about what you don't have. And once you get that, you complain about what you don't have. And once you get that, it's not the getting of the silver and gold that satisfies you. Mm -hmm. It's understanding How loved you are, and how thankful for what you have.
5: Yeah, Yeah. right. right. Yeah. Um, So we're here. We're here tonight to share our honeycomb with you. This is what we have. Um,
3: So good.
5: We have. We Ed and I have lived through many ups and downs. We were 20 before. We were 30 before. 40 before. 50 before. And. (laughs) Sixty. <laughs> How far are you going? How far are you going? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's <old>. I'm
0: not. <laughs> How far are you going? <laughs> so, you know what that means? There's wisdom over here. <laughs>
5: but we've been through the ups and downs. Do you know when when our kids were little, the insurance worked that you had to buy their medicine, their prescriptions, and then you were reimbursed for them? Ooh. Okay? So and it was expensive. Matt had allergies and asthma when he was a little kid. So at when he was healthy, I had he was on five types of medicine three times a day. I had to come up with the, that bill, that money every month to pay for that. We did. So there were at the end of the month there were different times that we had peanut butter and jelly. Come on. So that we could pay for his medicine. Come on. Or I'd call my mom and say, hey, what's for dinner tonight? (laughs) And we'd go over and have dinner with them. Yes. But then I got the money for the medicine, paid back to me. I paid it. I got the medicine, the money from the prescriptions. And what did I do? Oh, why don't we go to McDonald's tonight? Instead of saving it up for the next month. Now I'm short because I used the money that I got from the insurance company. And this, you know, I mean, that's just a... Just I a didn't little. Want to go a to cycle. No. He wants the money. But I, I, he didn't know I sure did that. I play, right? He didn't know I did that. When we were out at the park playing, which was free, I stopped at McDonald's on the way home, you know, while he was at work. So then I had to come back up with it again. You know, it's a cycle. I, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. We have been through these times, we've been broke but now we're older and now I wish somebody had told us these things mm-hmm. we've lived it and now we we can see it and that's why sometimes having the eyes of somebody else just look at something all of a sudden oh wait a minute it's just like you know mm-hmm. and with this little tweak you're out of there and it makes a whole difference okay um, then um, so then how do we live this life? S- Proverbs 17:1. a simple, humble life will, with peace and quiet is far better than an opulent lifestyle with nothing but quarrels and strife at home. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the word simp- simple, um, and it, it says that it's clear and understandable.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: What if you just spoke clear and understandably to your to your spouse Hmm. can we talk this over just clear and understand not emotions not angry not humble means not proud or arrogant what if we just sat down and had a meeting that said you and i have to work this out it's our finances let's just be clear and understanding let's not be proud let's not think one is right over the other. Let's just figure this out.
2: I like that she mentioned that because that, as a mom of of the people of this house, that is a fight that we hear from a lot of the marriages is once you sit down and you go over your finances, well, she does this, or well, he goes and spends this, and no, it's, it's a humble, simple lifestyle. You're both responsible for the money of the house. It is a team effort. When you are married, it is a team. I don't care if one person's looking at it, one person's not, one person's making it all, one person's not, you are one. You declare that the day that you got up and said, I do, that you were one. So even if one person did make all the mistakes, when you sit down and you start putting this budget in order and bringing things in order, it is not a blame game. It is we are both responsible for what this is.
0: So in our thought process, There's times that when it comes to finances, we feel like we're failing. And one of the things that we have to realize in our love for Abba, and I've said this for years, God will never give you a test that you already know the answers to. So anywhere that you feel like you're failing in life, you actually, if we go back to the many scriptures that Jeanette read and Tina read, it tells us inside of wisdom, God already gave you the answers. That's why in Proverbs 3, it says, do what you have been taught. There has been a preparation for this. There's not one teacher on the planet that gives their students a test that they have not at one point been taught the answers to that test. So wherever you feel like you're failing, it's awesome. Guess what? You in life financially, guess what? You're a cheater. You have an open book test. The problem is you won't open the book. You won't apply the correct answers So you keep finding yourself in a place of failure and God already gave you every answer through the teacher and the book. Not only does He just give you one teacher, but he also gave you Jesus, he gave you Father, he gave you Holy Spirit, and then he gives you as apostles, he gives you prophets, he gives you evangelists, he gives you pastors, and he gives you teachers. And at some point in Proverbs 3, you're going to have to lean not to your own understanding because you keep trying to put C and the answer is A. You keep trying to put B and the answer is A. You keep trying to put D and the answer is A. You try to write in your own answer. And Abba loves you enough to do what? Take you back to the test. Take you back to the test. Take you back to the test. And it gets frustrating going in circles. But at some point, at some point, you're going to have to say, okay, I'm going to trust wisdom. I'm going to have to understand there are times of feast and there are times of famine. Ecclesiastics says there are seasons. There are times that things will change. There are things that times will look like there's not enough. But I'm telling you, there's always enough. He loves you and He gives you. And even at times when you feel like it's all bottoming out, He shows up. You have to realize this is about love, not about numbers. This is about love. And you have to realize that your money is living. It's seed. It's alive. Sometimes it's okay to go back and begin to remind God where you gave. And if there were times where you did not sow, it's okay. It's okay. What you have to do is stop beating. You have to stop beating yourself up about what you're not doing right and say, this is where the relationship gets right on track. This is where I trust you. This is where I love you. This is new mercy. There's new humility. There's new honor. There's new seed. There's new love. There's new hope every single day that you wake up and have breath. And so in that, we have to lean in on Joseph. We have to lean on on the place of the pit, the prison, and the palace. And what was the one thing that he remained in? He remained in love. And you have to, he remained in honor. No matter what. And even at times that he felt like he was abandoned and forgotten, God showed up when he was needed the most. And so in that, he's going to show up. And when he shows up, trust who you are. Trust what you know. Trust what you can do and just do this simple thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. When a king didn't know what to do, the king recognized the gift in Joseph. Somebody's going to recognize the gift that you are. And when that moment comes, shine. Step up to the plate. Be yourself. When the king asks you, somebody who's breathing a bigger air than you asks you a question, tell them the answer because you know it. It's okay to know what you know. It's okay to do what you do. It's okay to be who you are. And Joseph did that. But in that, when Joseph started using his gift, Joseph's focus wasn't his family first. It was actually a nation. And so when you can look at bigger things, it'll actually take care of the smaller things. And one of the greatest manipulations of the story of Joseph was he wasn't trying to fix famine for his family. He was trying to fix famine for everybody else first. And when he fixed the nation, he was able to fix his family. Many of you are getting duped saying, I've got to do this with my money for the sake of my family. What happens if you see the bigger picture? And you know what many people would say? Well, my family's the bigger picture. No, the world that you live in is the bigger picture and you're actually the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're the answer for change. Mm-hmm. But do you know how you become the answer for change? Then when you realize your life matters a big deal, mm-hmm. it goes back to who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you come in contact with every day that you can operate in a level of generosity a level of integrity, a level of life, a level of hope, just being you, just being the real, genuine you. And you know what that'll do? That will bring more prosperity to your family. Joseph being himself brought more prosperity, not in front of his family, actually in the place that God appointed him. Where are we missing integrity, honorable, loving moments away from our family? That would actually set them up. That your kids, 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 kids would never have to worry about money again. Joseph's ability to honor in the king's courts sets his family up for a lifetime. Man, think about this. Think about this. You're not failing. You're going to get the ability to answer the test again where you think you've missed it and you think you messed up tomorrow's a new day to you to come with a fresh right answer so joseph's wisdom prepared his family and a nation for watch the good and the bad i'm asking you right now when you wake up in the morning what are you preparing for is it just to survive or is it to be the answer of change where are you at If it's survival mode, then you need to ask yourself, what are you surviving for? Because you weren't here to just exist. You're actually planted here to make a difference. Every single one of you have a realm of influence that God is calling you in a pit, in a prison, and in a palace, make a difference. And if you make a difference in the pit... He'll promote you to the prison. And in the prison, when you make a difference, you'll find your, you're going to find yourself in the palace. Watch. And even if your whole life you don't know who you are, even your whole life you keep failing, even in your whole life you keep screwing up, but you keep believing in God, you're going to find yourself in the king's courts one day. But I say this, Jesus said, don't just wait for my courts when you die. I need you to pray for my courts, my kingdom to be on earth as it is in heaven. He wants you in the king's courts now. Now. So, one way or the other, you're going to be in the presence of the king. You can either do it now or you can wait till you die. But you can actually access everything in the king's courts of eternity and bring it to earth now. By figuring out this one thing you're a son. You're a son. What happens if you start handling money with beloved identity? Rather than I'm a screw-up, I'm a failure, I'm a loser, I can't handle this, I can't do this. Come on, she said it, it's your honeycomb. Come on, do you feel like your honeycomb's falling apart? Because it shouldn't be. He loves you, you gotta love you. He loves you, You. he trusts you. Is he still putting a paycheck in your hand? Is he still putting one there? Then he trusts you. Then he trusts you. Then he trusts you. It's time for you to start trusting. Amen? All right. So now we're heading into some practicals on the budget. We're heading into some practicals. First Timothy. Every day. It's my world, right? It's my world. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Give me the... uh, Just go uh, to the Passion Translation of the verse. Yep. For if a believer fails to provide for their own relatives when they are in need, they have compromised their convictions of faith and need to be corrected. For they are living worse than unbelievers. There's something about understanding when money hits your hands. You can make a difference. Get out of the mindset, I'm just living life 40 hours a week just to make ends meet. Stop. Stop it. Your money is a seed that can become a difference in your life, Mm -hmm. in your children's life, in your spouse's life, in your mom and dad's life. Mm -hmm. There was nothing, I feel like, more honorable for me than when my mom doesn't have the ability right now to lay in a bed and I was able to go and finance straight up a chair for her. My mom took care of me, bought me shoes, bought me clothes, everything that I needed as a kid growing up, my mom and dad. But when here lately in the last several years when my mom and dad have needed something, because it is, listen, it's already biblically correct for me to provide for her and my kids. Now it becomes different when I'm able to sow into people that I love. When Adam had his heart surgery and he needed a chair, we were this house was able to just provide that straight up. There's been many situations honoring prophetic words, people in need, people needing mortgages paid. This house and you personally should be able to provide for people in need. Listen, at the drop of a hat, no hesitation. But anybody who cannot provide properly for their own home, And provide for those that are in need. The thought process is just like an unbeliever. So what does this mean? I don't get to go to heaven? No, an unbeliever doesn't know how much they're loved by God. That's what this is about. This is not about heaven or hell. This is about the God of the cosmos. When we can't handle our money correctly, we become like unbelievers that don't have any idea Of how loved they are by God. And God is saying to you, when you can't handle finances correctly, you're just like an unbeliever. You don't know how much I love you. I've never heard it preached like this. I've heard it from a whipping post. I've heard it from being beat down. God is saying, when you don't handle your money correctly, you're saying, you don't know how much I love you. And that's what He wants corrected. He wants you to know how much you are loved. Because the prophecy of Isaiah 55 is what? Hey, guess what? There's more. There's more. There's more in covenant. There's more in relationship. Amen? So what does this mean if I'm not doing some things right financially? Let's get started. You must start somewhere. Let's start now. Let's start tonight. Let's start tomorrow morning. Let's take some steps. What is this first start? Me writing down my budget? Is that my first financial response to financial security? No. It's for you to get alone with God and Him to tell you how much you're loved. Let's get started on being loved by God today so that I can handle... Everything in my life, because the Bible says that he will not put any more weight on you than you can bear. He will not put more on you than what you can handle. At the point that you feel like you're going to break, he'll make a way of escape for you, it says. That's how much he loves you. That even what little bit you can't handle right now, he'll even begin to move that around to relieve the pressure to let you know that you're loved. But the end result is, I want to put more weight on you. The the more result is, I want to give you more responsibility. I want to bless you. How much? He said, if you start giving and operating in generosity, I want to give you so much that you can't even contain it. It's coming from, it's like you're in a cloud of bubbles. Like a little kid being surrounded by bubbles. He financially wants to bless you and put you in so much prosperity. It's like, where do they keep coming from? A bubble machine, once it gets started, it doesn't stop. And if you put bubbles around a little kid, they're like, this is amazing. That's how he wants you to live in the prosperity of the kingdom. His blessings, he wants to come from every area and every angle. Every moment that you wake up and breathe life and every person that you come in contact with, yeah. he wants to bless you. He wants your life to be surrounded with love and expectation, mm-hmm. not complaining, not murmuring. We need more water from a rock. We need more manna from heaven. Where's this? kind con- And even in those situations, he gives you manna from heaven. He gives you water from a rock. He takes care of you because He loves you. But you know what He says? But I want to send you to a land called Canaan where you can begin to cultivate. You can begin to build. You can begin to do, dream bigger than you've ever dreamed. And I want to give you this land that you call your own. And I don't want you to live in a wilderness forever. I'll actually want you to have a place called home. And it's at home is where I want to bless you. Amen? Does that make sense? God wants to bless you. So let's start now. Let's start now and thank God for what we have. And let's understand when it comes to practical finances. I'm going to put $1,000 away and I'm not going to touch it. That's Dave Ramsey. It's called emergency money. What is emergencies? Well, if you only have $1,000 in the bank, an emergency is a flat tire. An emergency is a sickness or a disease. An emergency, listen, an emergency is not food. You can get food anywhere. I can point you to 12 food banks right now. Food is not an emergency. Food is the easiest thing to access in America right now. We love to give food. We are givers of food. Okay, so food is not an emergency. Emergency is a utility going out a stove, a microwave Okay, shoes are not an emergency. Clothes are not an emergency. We can get clothes and food anywhere. America has done that part biblically well. We can get clothes and food anywhere on the planet. So I need to lock $1,000 away and not touch it. MC Hammer said, you can't touch this. Ed changed the song. He was singing it in my office. Don't touch this. He just kept saying, don't touch this. Don't touch this. You need to come in agreement with your spouse. I'm putting $1,000 away. Don't touch this. But we can't come up with $1,000. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. If your child was in, Dave Ramsey says it like this. If you needed $5,000 tomorrow or within the next 30 days for your child to live or die, you'll figure out how to make that money. Making money is not hard in America. That is not hard. Making money is not hard. Saving and having proper order with money is what has become hard. And it's an identity issue. The more you figured out you're loved, the more you don't try to fill voids to feel loved. That's and That was the first class. The emotions of money. We're not going to go there. But we are saying this. Let's go back to this practical teaching. If you don't have $1,000 in savings, then I need you for the next 30 days. Get that $1,000. Go get it. When do I start? Now. Right now. Today. Tonight. Tomorrow. I don't stop at the gas station. I put $5 in, in a gun safe or I put $5 in a shoe box. I put, go open, it's free. Go open a savings account. Put $5 in it and believe in yourself. Believe in you. Believe in your children. Believe. And then once you start getting a focus bigger than you for a savings account, okay? Then guess what the next thing is? Start paying off your debt. Pay your bills. Romans 13, 8. Romans 13, 8. Owe no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. What is the law? The first five of Moses' law is to love God. The second five is to love your neighbor. So to love God and to love your neighbor is to owe them nothing and love them. Pay back respectively what somebody in love gave you. Listen to me. Pay your debts. If somebody gave you a student loan, pay that off. If somebody gave you a loan because you were short, pay that back. Why did they give you that? Why did they give it to you? I'm serious right now. Why did somebody give you money? To manipulate you? I don't think so. They gave you money because they loved you. Now here's the most amazing part. When people own people money, they gave you money because they love you. And they're not going to hound you to pay it back. But they're always going to believe in your heart that you're better than you see yourself. And that one day you will make things right. How do I know that about me? Because when I was in poverty, I worked with John Hinchman for almost 15, 17 years. And one time I couldn't handle money. I, every week I was broke. Paycheck to paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. I wasn't living correctly. Johnny saw more in me than what I saw in myself. And one time I needed new tires on my truck. And Johnny said, I have tires. John Hinchman, is a believer, gave me those tires. I put those tires on my truck. A month went by. Guess what happened in that month? A man who I once called friend, a man who I once loved, a man who saw me in need and know need, I needed snow tires to get to work. I didn't have the money to pay him. He gave me the tires anyway. And then guess what I started doing to a man that loved me? I would dodge him. I wouldn't talk to him no more. Do you know what? He never stopped loving me. But in my own mind, in my own shame, in my own poverty, I thought, John must think little of me. John must not think much. Do you see what owing somebody does to you? It begins to make you walk on eggshells. It begins to make you think bad thoughts of somebody who loved you enough to give you something. This is why the Bible says, owe no man anything except love one another. Because how did the owing even come? Because somebody loved you. Somebody loved you. Now you need to start believing in you the way they believed in you. And the first thing I would tell you to do is the thing that I'm telling you to do with God. Have a talk with them. I finally talked to God, or talked to John. And John said, hey buddy, you owe me money for those tires. I said, I know, John. I don't have it. John said, I know that. He said, that's why I'm telling you you don't have to pay me back because he loved me. The next thing he said to me, he said, can I tell you about Romans 13, 8? He said, the Bible says to owe no man anything. God. But what's the next part say? Make sure you love. I love you, buddy. You don't have to pay me back. Do you know what I did in my heart? I could have walked away and said, debt's paid. That love of John Henchman made me want to pay him back even more. Let love be your motivation to pay your debts. Somebody gave you something because they loved you. Now, on the practical side of that, integrity now, where Ed's going to touch on, you need to pay your debts because somebody trusted you. That's different than personal. Mm-hmm. Ed, go ahead and hit on debts. Okay,
1: just one thing that I just wanted to say that how good Yahweh has been to us, like he split the Red Sea, he split the Red Sea for us more than one time.
0: Come on, would come he, on.
1: What he caused that snowstorm at our Airport so we could sell our business and get to the, the uh, legal department. That just didn't happen. That's how much he loves you guys too. Yeah. Almost as much as me, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jeanette and I heard this little saying today, and, it, and it, it's good for here. It says, To be unclear is to be unkind. So I'm going to try to be clear today. So you need to pay off your debts, you need to pay off your bills, and maybe, and you need to know where your money is going. That's the main. I have a feeling is the main issue so if you need to go back to a debit card instead of a credit card
0: yep come on so you can
1: well, every time you spend you can't spend it if you don't have it in the account <clears throat> or if you need to um, you need to look at your state bank statements every month to see it, where you spe- miss spending money you, you need to check subscriptions on your phone that you just scan through and see oh. There's another $10 for Planet Fitness. I'm not going
0: there anyway, but who cares? Another,
1: well, not me. That's true. I should be going there, I guess.
0: <laughs> Ed walks every day. Listen, That's he exercises. Right. That's right. He just ain't pumping iron no more.
1: That's right. So the $1,000 emergency fund, and that'll start growing, and then the next thing you want to try to get to is the three to 5000 in your emergency fund, and then when you get that, then you want to go to three to five months' bills So that's different for everybody, because some people have a higher mortgage than others. So in other words, if whatever your mortgage is, and your car payment, and your utilities and food, whether it's twenty-five hundred or whatever figure it is, three to five months would be seventy-five hundred to whatever that comes to twelve thousand or whatever. So you need to have that, and I'm kind of getting ahead of the game here, because then I was, then you can go start investing, but. That way, if something major happens, if somebody loses a job, if you have a bad illness, if you have something happen to your a family member, that you have the money to do that. And the reason you don't invest is because you get penalized if you have to use that money ahead of time. So um, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to go here, but I didn't think I was going to. So there's kind of like three types of people. You can be a fountain like Jimmy and Tina are with all Yahweh's goodness and kindness and love and strength coming out. Or you can be one that's becoming a fountain or you can be a drain. There's, there's not wow. one person in here that's a drain. We're either fountains or we're becoming fountains. So and all that goodness is going to come out of each one of us.
0: If you feel like you're a drain, you've received a lot.
1: There are no drains here.
0: Because listen, if you're a fountain, you're actually sowing into someone else to become a fountain. Correct. And you're letting them know they're not a drain. If somebody invested in you, there's a reason. Hear me in this. If somebody has taken their money and given it to you, They don't believe you're a drain. That's you believing your own thoughts of a lie of the way they perceive you. And it's ultimately because that's the way you believe Abba sees you. You're a fountain. And a fountain sows into a fountain. Because you know why I say that, Ed? Because if you look at how a fountain works, it has multiple tiers. And how a fountain works is it goes down and comes up. And it goes down and it comes up. And it goes down and it comes up. If you've caught yourself in a place where you feel like you're down and somebody's invested in you, you can only go up. You can't stay down forever. If you get around another fountain, they're going to provoke you to come up. That was good, Ed. Oh, my gosh.
1: I just have one more.
0: little. Yeah, please. I mean, you coming with those kind of knockout punches, man. Like, don't stop. Like, lace the gloves up. So a
1: millionaire, that doesn't mean I want to have I, a million dollars. It's not the figure of about a million dollars. It's about financial security and peace and so that you can give and help somebody else. Whew, yeah. Man. Know, that's what it's about. That's
0: the whole answer of paying off debts. Yeah. Paying off debts is not freedom. It's security. Yeah. yeah. So no doubt your money can now make money. Right. And you can be fully alive. Debt is a prison. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so in that credit card debt, car payments, house payments, blah blah, 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 All these things where you made mistakes. At some point, it's all going to go away. And listen to me. Not when you die. When the old you dies. And the, not. Oh. Come, on. come on. When the fake you dies and the real beloved comes alive, the debt begins to go away.
2: Want to be practical for a real quick second. No, go ahead. It's
0: the, the all reason, spiritual. The
2: reason we have between the thousand emergency money and three to five thousand, the reason it says pay off your debts in between there is because we need you to get your thousand first. Yes. That needs to happen first. While
0: you're paying your bills.
2: After, yes, and your bills don't stop. Don't stop paying those. But then your debts after that thousand. If you're not paying off your debts, you're going to be paying more money into them over time. Come on, come on. So yes. you need to pay off the debts before you start building the three to five thousand emergency fund. Because you're going to be paying it more. The money answer
0: out. is, if you've gotten a thousand dollars while you're paying your bills and your debts, believe in yourself. If you got to a thousand, you're going to get to two, and if you got to two, you're going to get to three, and if you got to three, but how do you get to one? Don't yeah. touch it. How do you get to two? Don't touch it. How do you get to three? Stop touching your savings. That's why Dave Ramsey has an envelope system. You pay your bills, and we're going to talk about this in a minute. You have your I wants. And if you don't know how to function by looking at your budget like this with your I wants... You make an envelope system. There is a vacation envelope. There is an entertainment envelope. There is a sports envelope. There is, and if you, d- while you're doing all this cool stuff over here, I ain't got enough in the vacation envelope yet, so I ain't going. Wait, kids, we don't have enough to go to the movies or to the fair or to Kings Island, but we can go to the playground. We can go to Sunny Lake. There, man, when me and T Bone did a kayak thing the other day. We did a kayak ride for his 14th birthday. And we rode kayaks from Hiram all the way to Manaway. And I had totally forgot. We came to the first part of Manaway where the potato festival is. And we were kind of floating in that first part. And he says, Dad, Dad, I remember this. This is, when, this is 10 years ago when I was broke. He goes, Dad, I remember this spot. Do you know why he remembers this little spot on a dirt road? Because we had fun there. And that was our family entertainment. We couldn't go to the movies. Yeah. Do you know what we did at that little spot? By the potato festival? We would walk from our house in Manaway down to the playground. And I always made sure that we walked to this one spot at the river because there was actually a guardrail up. And when my kids were three and four years old, we didn't have money to go do stuff, but we could walk down to the river and we could throw rocks. And he said, dad. I remember throwing rocks here. And we're sitting there, and he starts spinning in his boat, in his kayak, and he's going, how many rocks you think, Dad? Cost me nothing, Ed. And listen, the memory of the kayak at 14 from 10 years when he was four is priceless. You can't put a tag on it. Quit trying to think. You have to buy things for your kids. Get creative. I was flat broke. We were on welfare. We had food stamps back then. And he, that was priceless. How many, how many rocks, Dad, you think are down here that we threw out here? And I'm thinking, I don't know how much we cost the city of Manoway to regravel this. But I need you to think about this, man. You can do this.
2: Yeah, That's what I was going to say, too. Just one more practical thing with that, with paying off your debts. If you're terrified to answer your phone for a debt collector, quit letting them have power over
0: you. Woo, come on.
2: If you would simply answer your phone, be confident, and be like, you know what, I can't pay all this back right now, but let's come up with some kind of a plan. If you give them $5 a month just because you're upfront, they won't put you in collections just because you're communicating that you want to pay this off and you're yep. not blowing them off. Yep. Don't be afraid of it. Believe in yourself more than that and answer it with confidence as someone who worked years in collections and managed teams and departments in collections, that's Mm. very true. They are, the old school, like, scared (laughs) of the collectors, that that doesn't really happen anymore. There's a lot of laws and regulations. Right, right. So don't be afraid. They really do want to work with you. They want to make a payment plan.
0: They want to get you out of there.
2: Yes, and they can lower your interest and stop your fees. So don't be afraid, really. If you want help, I'd be happy to help anyone with that. Yeah, and real quick, on Dave Ramsey's website, he actually will give you a script so when you answer these phone calls, you can literally follow a script that he has written out for you to help them lower your interest and make a plan with
0: them. Get you out of the prison called yes. debt.
2: But they don't get to have that power over you. I want to say, They don't get to have power over you.
0: But listen, you're going to have to face your debt. Yes. Because when we were piled in debt when we started in the ministry, because it's about who you are, right? So before we stepped into this, I was a foreman on a construction job site, making $1,000 to $1,200 a week. She worked at a bank. Together, we made close to $80,000 a year. Okay, I don't make that now. We made that when we first got married. We had a car repoed. Like, literally, I make $1,200 a week. I'm on a golf course. She calls me frantic. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? They're taking it. Whoa, they're taking what? What's going on? Who's robbing you? I was not this Jimmy. I'm ready to kill somebody. My car. Where? Where are you at? Who's stealing your car? They're not stealing it. They're repoing it. I'm like, what? You know how much our car payment was? 280 bucks. 280 bucks I didn't know my bills weren't being paid I had the money listen to me I had the money we didn't have order she was buying shoes and she was shopping And because when we got married we first got married she was just a bank teller she marries a foreman that's making twelve hundred dollars a week her bank account quadrupled mama went crazy on some high heels and guess what I did emotions of spending baby go do whatever you want go get whatever you want just make sure the bills are paid well she got so engulfed in buying she didn't pay our bills and then the next thing you know and then i could just work overtime i could just and then you get caught in this cycle you get caught in this pattern you get caught in this then buy here pay here Ooh, those are nasty Those are ugly. So listen, we have debt to buy here, payers. We have debt to cars being repoed, all this kind of stuff. And then the next thing you know, here comes God come knocking. Hey, you're actually supposed to be full-time in the ministry, boy. Dude, full-time youth pastor in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is going to be awesome. How much am I getting paid? Bigger church than we were in. About 300 plus people. Dude, I'm about to be making bank to preach the gospel every day. This is awesome. Uh, You're getting $400 a week. I make $1,200 a week. I had a decision to make at that point. Who am I? If I didn't leave the money and step into identity, you wouldn't be sitting here in front of me. Some of you need to let go of some money and step into, and it wasn't just let go of money. I had to call, come pick up our brand new escort. I had to call. I had to turn vehicles in. You know what I did? I paid my debts off. I was sitting under a spiritual father that looked at our stuff and said, get this cleaned up now. I don't care about your gift to preach. I need to work on your character. The greatest thing James Taylor used to tell me all the time, Jimmy Lovejoy, when your character matches your anointing and your calling, you'll flip the world upside down. Do you know what I think? I think I'm still in that process. I don't think that process is completed yet. I think I'm more to the end of it than I've ever been in my life. But I'm telling you, some of you guys have to clean some things up and you're going to have to let go of some things. Live simply today today. So you can live like you want to live tomorrow. Because if you're trying to live tomorrow in today, you're frustrated. You're frustrated because you're living ahead of yourself. And you don't feel loved. And you feel drained. And you feel broken. And you feel busted. And Abba's love is still coming in with a class like this. Still coming in like a class like this. So what does this lead us to? This leads us to money in your house and money in your business. Millionaires. Who in here has a prophetic word of a millionaire on their life? Raise your hand. Anybody's ever said that to you? You are going to be a millionaire. Okay. So do you act like a millionaire once you get there or do you act like that now? Is that who you are now? I'm asking you a question. Is that, if that's who you are now then I'm going to prepare you for a big secret. People are going to see your bank account. So if you're scared of that now, you're actually scared of who you are. And if you're scared of who you are, you're never going to become who you are. You're going to have to be okay because let's use Donald Trump for instance. He makes a lot of money. And guess what the world wants to know about the man that makes a lot of money? What do you do with it? What do you do with it? What do you do with it? The more money you make, the more you're going to be in the spotlight and people are going to go, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? So I'd rather have eyes on it now than say, well, once I get it together. No, you're going to get it together when you get eyes on it. That's how you get it together. That's how you get me to pay And if you don't want the free counsel of leaders in here, then let them direct you to financial accountants out in the world that they get paid to look at money. They get, just prepare yourself now. Get a consultant now. The longer you delay that, the longer you're delaying who you are. How many millionaires I got in the room? So when do I start letting somebody look at my money? Now. Stop. Quit delaying it. God loves you. If you're afraid right now because I'm saying this, is that God or is that the devil? Answer yourself a hard question. If you're scared to death to let somebody other than people in your house look at your money, why? Why? This is I, People hate when I say this, but I don't care. It's the truth. This is my company. He has full access to my account. She has full access to my account. They see the money every Sunday when it comes in. Stephanie at times, has access to see that. Mike Manici has full access to see Are you guys ready for this? And Damon Thompson has the ability to look into my business. you know what I'm preparing for? Millions. Millions. Now, there was a time that even after Jamie Taylor cleaned me up, There was a time I had to sit with Apostle D and clean up the books of this house and clean up my own personal world. You know what the first thing that he told me? How do you not know what's going on? Because I put all the pressure on her. And he said, what man of any household puts all that pressure on their wife? That's not being mean. Stop it. That's not being mean. That's being truthful. So from that day forward, I have a spreadsheet that comes every Monday. I don't know who gives into this house. I just know what comes into this house. Okay? It's up for the people to have integrity and consistency to do what is right to make this house function. And even when you're not consistent, he's consistent. And when you're inconsistent, he sends people from other nations and other states to pick up your slack. And he's still patiently waiting on you to pull it together That Dutch Sheets, Mark Casto, and Damon Thompson looked at the people in this room and said everything that the Northgate needs is already here. You just haven't figured out who you are yet. And that's what this is about. This ain't about, don't let this moment right here let shame get you. When do we start? Right now. Right now. Tonight, in the morning. Tuesday, next Monday, next Wednesday. How did we get to the place of financial security? We had to start somewhere. And starting somewhere... Was me not just being accountable for me. Don't allow yourself to just be accountable for yourself. For you'll lean to your own understanding and your own opinions. And you'll catch yourself in trouble. Let somebody be able to look into your financial world and say, "Ah, I don't know about that one right there. Just hold the phone. Just hold the phone. You're going to have to. And listen to me. Hire somebody that an accountant, a financial advisor. Or you have free wisdom right here. Why do you have free wisdom right here? Because we love you. Because we love you. Practicality. Millionaires have accounts and fina- accountants and financial advisors. Get eyes on your money. No secrets in marriage. Listen to me. No secrets in marriage and no secrets in business. Everybody hear me on this. When I say no secrets in marriage, when I do marriage counseling, the first thing that I tell them, I said, do not have two separate bank accounts. You have now become one. So that way, both of you can see what's going on in the transactional world because you're two completely different people. You usually have a saver and a spender. If you have two savers, you're living pretty awesome, okay? If you have two spenders, you're in trouble. And now you definitely need somebody else's eyes on your money because both of you are spending it faster than it's coming in. Okay, so this is why you got to know who you're marrying. If you're marrying a spender, and she's a spender, and you're a spender, and y'all came together as spenders, okay, y'all are going to be frustrated because there's going to be no money. There's money, then there's no money. There's money, then there's no money. Okay, at least when there's a saver and a spender, the saver's going, hold up, hey, 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 hey. You want to go to Myrtle Beach? Stop. Stop it right now. You want this? Stop. Okay, I'm that guy. I'm actually kind of a hybrid. I'm a a moody (laughs) spender. If Mary Ellen was here or Nika or Stephanie or Nietzsche or anybody that's worked with me, there's times where I'm a tightwad major, okay? And then when we get into a comfortable place, I'm like, yeah, we can buy that. Yep, we can buy that. Yeah, that camera, we can go get that. We can do that. Yep, we can do that. And then I'm the same way with our finances. Our finances, when they get to a place that I don't like them, it's stop, damn it all up. I mean, build mortar walls. Okay? We have a savings, okay? And then we have our three to five, like, I have, like, my own personal three to five that, like, it's in my checking. And when that sucker gets around five, I'm like, stop it all. So when we had the hot water tank go out and the microwave and the refrigerator and the hot water tanks and and the stove and everything went out this week, and, and I, that... Things are I was like, we ain't doing nothing. Is that my emergency money? It's not. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. You hear me? Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Learn how to put this stuff away. Yep.
2: In that, because we were we were faithful to steward that correctly. We had the money when all those things went out to take care of it correctly because we've stewarded over the years. So when we need our entire drain system under our yard snaked out today, would have been about bucks. yes, would have been about four hundred dollars for a, for the plumbing company to come in and snake it because our tree roots grow into our lines under the ground. Because of that, the Lord took care of us and it was taken care of no charge. At no charge, wow. the Lord will always bless your obedience, always. Yeah.
0: I called my friend who owns a plumbing company here in the city. And uh, we, we have this little deal with cash is king. So I called him and he told me how much it would be without cash and what it would be with cash. We always work that out. So some of you businessmen need to hear me. in the room. And uh, cash is king. And uh, so I tell him, that's cool. That we'll, we'll do the deal. You know, I need to get this thing done. My yard's starting to flood. And uh, literally I hang up the phone because I made an agreement with him. He calls back. And this is what he says. He said, I'm training a new employee. And I want you to tell me what his customer service is like. I want you to stand over his shoulder. I want you to be right next to him while he does everything. I want to see how he responds. So what happens is when you become a man of honor and integrity, you're trusted. And now because I could help him hire more crews. Because he's wanting to put this guy in a truck, which is a part of our prophetic word in our city. He doesn't just take his own opinion. Some of y'all need to hear what I'm saying. He takes a trusted, integrity, man of honor's opinion to see if he should give this man a crew. See how that works? And then he said, because you're doing that for me, he said the work is free. And I didn't have to spend 400 bucks today.
3: So there's a couple things in regard to seeking counsel. First off, if you're going to go to someone for help, tell the truth, tell it all. Tell it first. You are hurting yourself not having full disclosure. I have people that I've worked with in social services that went to counselors, and they're like, why didn't tell my counselor that? And I'm like, why didn't it stop going? They're like, what do you mean? You're not even telling them the truth. You're just showing up for the appointments and you're complaining that it's not helping. Same principle here. If 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 you want someone to do your budget, don't lie to them. Don't hide stuff. Tell them up front, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm be honest. There's no shame here. Every one of us have been broke at some point. Yep. Every one of us have been broke. Hit Hit rock bottom. Some of us filed bankruptcy probably. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But we've all hit there. We've all been there. It's not a shame thing. It's it's. Hilarious resolve. How can we help you get you to where you're so excited and overflowing with joy that that uh, Proverbs <clears> three <throat> ten. The second thing is when it comes to businesses, I've seen, I've I've seen I've been surrounded by business owners since I was a kid. Okay. We know what an integrity line is through kingdom voters, So I want to say this: you watch the language out of your mouth. As soon as you talk your business is your money, you're starting to drift into integrity issues. I had a roommate, I had a roommate in college who was being groomed to be a store owner of Domino's pizza franchise. And so him and I would always talk because we worked together then we're roommates and then our owner would talk and he was just, he couldn't wrap his mind around this. And he would say, if I sell a pizza for 20 bucks and it cost me two to make it, how, I don't get how $18 is not my money. And my owner would be, he would say, that's the business money. That oven cost me $50,000. It cost me $3,500 to heat that thing. I don't make $18, I make about $1.50 a pizza at the end of the day. And if you think that $18 is yours, your pizza shop's gonna fail and it'll never get off the ground because you still think the business money is not. Legally, the business money is not yours. It's a separate person. You can take draws from it, yes, you have rights to the equity, but if you don't realize that, you're going to loo- set yourself up to lose. So I had family members like him that thought the same way, so guess what they did? They freaking bought tennis shoes under the business account. Oh, don't worry, they wouldn't put it in the regular account because they owed the bank fees, and cl- you know what I'm saying? So they used their business account to start doing personal business with it, and guess what happened to their business money? money that could have rolled over and sustained them through housing crisis and all these different dips, guess what happened? There's nothing there because they didn't have an integrity line. So I know this isn't Kingdom Builders, but this is a huge thing. Keep personal, personal, keep business, business. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. Um, Anytime, I just want to hit on this this marriage thing. Anytime you have secrets, (laughs) you're hiding money. That, that's an, indi- you're hiding money. That's an indication your finances are gonna fail. Huge red flag. Like, it, it's like you can't even trust each other with with whatever it is, like, to get on that. Like, that that's a big deal. And it goes to tell the truth, tell it all, tell it first. Okay, I'm doing this, or I did this, or I made this mistake going through here. And when you, what's funny is when you actually get this together, it's actually such, such liberating, like, conversations. Like we sit there and we, we're going over our finances now and we're like, man, in a year from now? Like we could do this, we could do that. And listen, what happened to me for 10 years is the other side seems so complicated because it was all emotional, it was all emotional issues.
4: <coughs>
3: when I actually got the motions in order and I sat down, we sat down and looked at this and made the plan and did the Dave Ramsey thing years ago, we're like, wow, dude, we got to debt quick. None of this stuff is as hard as it feels like when you are you feel under pressure. None of it's as hard as that. You go through this, tell the truth, tell it all, tell it first. And then now, because you're being vulnerable, it's not you don't go tell everyone your finances around the city. It's just like you go to the people that, and you pull it in, and guess what you do? Next thing you know, that, that pressure's off you, and now you realize all right, now I'm clear-headed enough to make s- smart decisions and not be based off emotions. Yeah. I've seen it so terribly terribly done. Well, you know, we'll talk about that later. I don't want to drag it on, but but man, that she read the scripture earlier about integrity, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. And if yes. we don't have that, then what do we what are we building on there?
0: Yeah, money should not be frustrating to you. That's right. It shouldn't. What makes money frustrating is mishandling it. And it makes you have a false identity. I'm going to hit on the no secrets. I was waiting on Tina to come back. Men, some of you men need to hear me. Or even some just marriages need to hear me, period. There was a time where Tina could not get her spending under control. Okay? And this is the honest truth, man. This is, this is honest truth. I took her bank account. Or took her bank card. And, of course, the kickback is, I need gas. I'll put gas in your car. Like, you could come with a thousand excuses of why you need it. Why well, might need something to drink at work. We'll, we'll stock up. You're going to have to cut the head off of the secret spending. Or it'll go from a snake to a dragon, just like Satan in Genesis to Revelation. It will, yeah. It's only going to get worse. And it'll come to the point that secrets, biblically... How could David kill Goliath but couldn't control the desire of Beersheba? Because he had nobody to talk to. And his secret desires ended up costing him something he loved dear in a best friend. Money will cost you relationships. It'll cost you friendships. It'll cost you marriage. The two leading causes for divorces is is money and sex. And this is why the church don't want to talk about it because really all the church wants to talk about is give me your tithes. We ain't mentioned tithes in an hour and a half teaching. Because once you figure out your love, tithing, it's easy. It's the easiest thing on the planet. Tithing is 10% of your giving is the easiest thing on the planet and is actually the most immature thing on the planet because the more you figure out your love, you can't stop but give. I've not given 10% for years, over a decade. Even when I was mishandling money, I was still a giver. But I'm telling you, if you got secrets, get rid of them now. When do I start? Now. Right now. Right now. Don't have multiple bank accounts. The only way you should have a multiple bank account is literally your personal account and your business account. That's it. Your personal account and your business account. Your personal account and your business account. That's it. That's the multiple bank accounts. If you're married, don't have a his and a hers. We'll get stupid because you'll think, oh, this will work. Nope, you'll spend both of it. So you'll actually stop spending it when you can see it. When it all comes from the same well. Does that make sense? Okay, can you imagine having a well and dipping one bucket out? Or you have one well that has two outputs. And when you're not communicating, one's using the water when the other one's using the water. And then why one needs water, why is it dry? Because you didn't know what was coming out of this hose over here. Communication, 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 communication. Amen.
2: Um, let me hit on that. He didn't come to me like, you can't handle your devil. I did. So I he hit her with a hammer. I did.
0: I did. <laughs> I want I to did. clarify
2: that because like...
0: Some of y'all thought that. You really did. Yes. No, in this room, some of y'all think I'm that kind of beast. Exactly. I'm not. Yes. But I do run my house. Mm-hmm. And that got real quiet.
2: There was a trust that I had in him that I was like...
0: She was done I living like that. I can't handle I'm done it. living it's like this. prison.
2: I don't want to be stuck in this anymore. It was an agreement. Like, I can't have this anymore. So I did not have a debit card for probably two, two and a half years. Yeah. Until we felt like... Oh, I felt like I was in a place that I could be trusted with it, and he agreed. So it was an agreed-upon thing. So, no, you don't get to go home and tell your spouse, you can't handle this, so cut up their debit card. This That's is what Jimmy what said.
0: said. Quit using my authority, man. Golly. I don't, don't use my authority with your kids, and don't use my authority with your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't know what we got going on in my home. It's not this, I'm a man, bow down. No, it's actually I love her, so she submits easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of vulnerability here. The biggest thing is over, you know, the 17 years we've been together, communication now is easy. Yeah.
2: I didn't feel restricted by not having a debit card. I felt protected. I was okay with him knowing I'm really weak in this area, and I think you can help me in this. It's That's vulnerability. Vuln-
0: it's, it goes back to one thing again, a loving relationship. The love of God changes everything. It changes your marriage. It changes your finances. It changes your whole outlook on life when you realized how much you're loved and you respond in love. Mm-hmm. Amen. So let's look at some practicals as we finish up here tonight. Needs. Okay, needs. Say it with me. Needs. needs. I need this. Okay, I need this. I got to have this to function in life. Okay, the first needs when money hits my hands. The first budget for me. Okay, this is going to be backwards for other people. I'm just telling you what works for me, what works for my apostle, what works for my brothers, what works for the leadership of this house. Money comes into me. Tithes, offerings, honor to spiritual authority. Tithes. Easy. I say it like this. I don't operate on the tithe. If I'm in a church service, I would never go into a restaurant and dine and dash. I would never feast from the And, and people make fun of me. I go preach at churches. I've had this happen recently. Oh, look at Lovejoy writing into himself. No, I'm not. I'm writing into what happened in the room. I, I just got to be a vessel here today. What I don't know what your honorarium is, what you're going to give me. I don't care. I'm sowing in God was here. So I'm honoring that. If you want to call that tithes, you call that tithes. You want to call that offering, you call that an offering. I give into God's presence. When he is present, I sow into that. No matter where I'm at, Kenneth Hagin style. I don't come into anybody's house, eat your food and not not honor. He sets the table, I'm going to honor into it. Now the next thing, honor. Honor this. I'm saying this again and I'm going to say it until people begin to get it. Sow into a prophet, reap a prophet's reward. Quit playing with that. Some of your prophetic words aren't coming alive because you ain't sewed into them. That was quiet. I don't care. I'm telling you how this thing works. Man of God gives me a word and it lines up with something I'm praying with or dealing with. I'm sowing into that. Because that wasn't that man. That was God speaking through that man. And that man was being a willing vessel. So I'm sowing into that cat. I'm sowing into, that, and I do this in front of y'all. Everett Whiteside walks in here, gives my wife a word. You watch me say, go get the checkbook. I don't, I'm not telling you to do something that I do not do. I do that. If I'm in Mobile, Alabama, and my apostle or my brothers or Bryn Waddell or somebody gives me a prophetic word, I sow into that. Whether that's $20, $100, $1,000, that's not for me to tell you. That's for me to be obedient to God. But what will not happen is a word of God become empty-handed. I will not let a word of... And this is the whole thing right here, religion. I circle it, I honor it, I told these guys. Nobody wants to speak on honor because it's been perverted. It's been, I don't care. I don't care how perverted it is. My spiritual father will never have to worry a day of financial need. That's, a, that's an agreement between me and my brothers. We make sure we sow into that man monthly. Not counting the ties of our churches. That go in, and he doesn't know that. He doesn't know what we give. He doesn't know how we give. Never required, never required it. Damon has never required that. Why do we all do this? Because that's how he operates. That's how Aaron Smith operates. That's how Nolan Ball operates. The wealthiest men I've seen in my life honor spiritual fathers, honor prophetic words, and honor any resource that helps them grow. You hear Damon say that all the time. He gives money to Bill Johnson. Why? Because he listens to his podcast. You're never going to go wrong honoring. You're going to get yourself in trouble not honoring. You're going to find yourself in empty words and you're going to find yourself going, Man, what about this word? Well, what did you sow into it? What fertilizer did you put in? You want something to grow. What what water did you put to that? What access did you put to that? That's for you to begin to figure. honor is something you have to figure out. I'm going to say it like this. Are you ready for this? This is really. Big boy stuff. Honor is something you're going to have to get over yourself. Because it is really a new issue. Because most of the time, people that lack in honor, it's because this response comes out of their mouth. What do they do for me? How do they honor me? What I'm teaching you right now is plenty. Go to another church within... 30 minutes here and tell me if they're teaching this stuff. You know what gets preached here on a Sunday? When you need me the most, am I not there? That's enough. That's enough. Now, we do get goofy with honor turning into prostitution when we want to hold hands. The only person I want to hold hands with in this room is her. But some of you want me to hold your hand. I won't. I won't because then it would become codependency. And I pastored like that and it sucked. It was the most horrible. I I held people's hands in that gym and it was horrible. It was horrible. I stopped chasing people and the crowd got thinner. But you know what's happening? Crowd's getting healthier. And so as the foundation and the crowd gets healthier, we'll be prepared to make people whole. We'll lead them to Jesus so that they'll find wholeness. And financial security is a part of being whole. Amen. True. True. I know I just made some people mad. It's okay. Now, after I do my tithes, my offerings, and my honor, that's how my business operates. Money comes into this house. We tithe the DTM, and then we start honoring. We honor men of God that have pioneered through this. We'll throw checks to Dutch, Tim, to Apostle Aaron, to Connie Taylor, James Taylor's widow. I sow into her monthly from this house because her DNA's here. Yep. Yes. Off of what comes in first, not what's last. That's how I operate in my home, and that's how I operate in my business. Because if what happens if you operate off of the other stuff, then the other stuff will become your lord. You'll be like, I gotta, I gotta pay these. I gotta. No, 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 no. I've gotta operate in generosity first. And then everything
3: else will be taken care of, me. Okay. I just want to add it here. I don't know how anyone else does it. To me, those three things are budgeted in just like taxes. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. had an automated system where one hundred percent paycheck it would. There's that's non negotiable. For everyone in yep. this room, that should be non negotiable. Yeah. Like you have you have the the, the mouth of the Lord is put on your heart. Yes. That's that's like gross. We're not doing it on that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. You do the, and I don't want to stir up a huh. whole other hornet's nest. What I'm saying is, you put that in there. That's like, to me, it's like taxes. If yeah. I'm going to pay it to the IRS, I'm sewing that in here. That's that's how serious And it I
0: think is. like this, that kind of giving gets fun for me. Yeah. So yeah. I got this thing with Bryn Waddell because he's a major part of my story. And Bryn knows this. Anytime he sings and I'm in the room, he gets 100 bucks. Any, I am a Bryn Waddell fan, but you want to know why I'm a Bryn Waddell fan? Because of some of my darkest moments. Of trying to be grafted into this family, when he would sing at the ramp in Hamilton, Alabama, I would play his CDs on repeat in my office as a youth pastor, and I would lay in the fetal position and weep and have encounters with the Lord. And so, who that man is and the encounters I've had with Jesus—it's a lifeline for me. So, anytime he opens his mouth, he knows—he knows at the end of church, "Here, he Jimbo, come on, man. come on, Jim. You know how he talks. Come on, Jim." <laughs> I said, "Bren, you know." He said, and he looks at me and says, "And that's why I love you." And it's fun. It's fun. Honor and generosity become fun. Yes. It was Mama Tammy's birthday and we sent her a big gift box. And she, you know what comes back. Why do you guys do it like this? Because it's fun and I can. And it doesn't affect my money. That's right. It doesn't affect my money. I get to give into my spiritual mama extravagantly to where it makes her feel uncomfortable. And that is fun for me. That is fun. I love getting that text. Why do you guys make it so big? Because you're a big deal, Mama T. And I don't get to be with. And if I could, if I could live in Mobile and be with them every day, I would still make them uncomfortable the same way. Every Friday, Heaven walks in my house, giving Tina a tea. It gets uncomfortable at times, but you know what it is for? Her? It's fun. It's fun. And when the phone rings, because Nika wants to take Tina to go get her nails done. It's fun for Nika. Let honor become fun for you. How does it become fun? When you realize how much you're loved and how much you can love. When you start figuring out who you are, it doesn't become an obligation. It becomes a part of who you are. This is all about who you are. Does that make sense? So done with that. What happens next? Got to pay your house payment. Got to to pay your rent. Got to pay your rent. You got to pay your rent. If you have a house or an apartment or a trailer, guess what you got to pay? The electric bill. The gas bill. The water bill. And most importantly, you would think the other things are more important. No, we don't want your trash piling up around your house. Raccoons will come. And other nasty things, okay? Unless you're so, Red
3: Fox, you can just burn in the backyard. Burn it in the We do yard. not do that, though. We do not do that. Yeah, sure. So man away, folks, repent.
0: Now, the next thing you have to pay, you got to go to work, right? So you got to pay your car payment. Now, the next question is, do you're the one that's frustrated with money, not me. So I'm just asking you these questions. Do you have to have that car? Because before we got to the van and the truck we have now, I drove some raggedy minivans. I heard him coming in his truck minutes down the road. Oh, no, listen. Yeah. You, none of you would know. None of you were there for the Jim Bob truck. The white F 250 that I bought for $1,400, bucks, four by four, when we first started dating. Dude, when I would pull up to the church I youth pastored at, <laughs> they would be in prayer in the church, and Matt and Heather Stall would be like, yep, Jimbo's here. Yep, over the church sound system. Do you need a car? Yes. Do you need that car? When are you tired of fighting with your spouse over money? Why does the car mean more than him? Why does the car mean more than her? Why does it what you drive mean more than your peace? Once again, budget's all about you. Do you need a car? My God, yeah. And you need a reliable one. Do you need two? I don't know. You're going to have to figure that out. Because there was a point. It was hard, but we just had one. We went from two to one. Then when we went to two, we had a nice minivan, town and country, with movies in there for the kids. And then I drove the green Ranger Danger that you all saw that when Cody was working on it one time, he's like, you have a very good relationship with God, don't you? And I said, I think so. He said, no, 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 come under this truck and look. yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, You remember, one of the wheels was being held on by about that much metal. Yeah. He said, I don't want to know how long you have been driving this truck like this, but we are going to have to weld this back together ASAP tonight or you're going to end up in a ditch and maybe die. So, but I drove that. And me and Dakota went to work, listened to Charles Johnson and the Revival's not on a seat. There was no CD player in that truck. Tape cassette in that truck in 2012. I'm talking tape player, side one is done, wasn't even flip over. You had to eject, flip it over. And that's how me and a spiritual son went to work together. When he wasn't making all that money and was having to ride with his spiritual father to work. And I did blue collar work for about, what, two, three months. And you were like, thank you. You What do you mean, Dakota? One day it's pouring down rain. We're stocking the scaffold. He's four hits up. And he's waving off a rope and pulley. Singing Charles Johnson and Revival. And he's going, guess what? I'm not doing this the rest of my life. <laughs> Welcome to a day's work with Dakota. But at that time, you had an old ratty Cadillac, wasn't it? You had the tra- you sold the Trans Am, had the Bu- sold the Trans Am for the Buick. I've watched some of you go from step down to now the step up's not frustrating. But some of you in the room, your step up is frustrating because yeah. it was too soon. Yeah. That's so good. And you thought it was going to fix your identity and it actually made it worse. Gratification. Yeah. Delayed gratification yeah. made your attitude worse. Yeah. I got what I wanted and I'm still not happy. But you need a car. Amen. Now, if you have a car in the budget, you got to have gas for the automobile. <laughs> you don't have to have gas for extra running around. You got to have gas to get back and forth to work. This is your budget. Phone. Do you need a phone? Yes. But do you need that phone? If the iPhone 11 works, you ain't got to go buy the iPhone 15. And I know I'm saying that holding up a new iPhone 15. My iPhone 11 was broke and I'm getting phone calls in the hospital yesterday and my phone wouldn't work it has not worked for the last year on regular and I'm getting private conversations and I'm on the speaker phone in the hospital and Tina's like no no we done mm-hmm. so I waited for over a year to replace my phone that had been paid off for several years took my old phone in that don't work they gave me 800 bucks for my old phone and I actually only paid 120 for the brand new iPhone 15 that's been out a week. She got excited. I'm like, I don't care. I don't give a flip. I would rather have a flip phone if I didn't have a thousand emails a day. And that's literally a thousand emails a day. Because of your job or your the type of phone you need, you need, not you want. And if your phone works, don't take on more of a payment to get yourself in trouble. Amen. Okay. Food needs to be in the budget. Okay. Got to feed the family. Savings should be budgeted in. Your thousand to your three to five thousand. Then we come into that other stuff. Debts paid off. Pay your bills. Listen to me. I don't care if it's five dollars to it. Pay your bills. Be a person of integrity. on On time. Pay your bills. Okay. Have health insurance. Have life insurance. We'll talk more about that the next time that we gather together. Okay, the next thing Can
5: I say something real quick? Yeah. Um just think about the debts that you have, how much you pay towards old bills, okay, or things that you really don't need. Give yourself a raise by getting that paid off. You put that money out every month paying those debts, right?
0: Now when I talk about debts here, I'm not talking, she mentioned oh. stuff you don't need, we're not there yet.
5: Okay, I'm sorry. Okay,
0: This debt is credit cards, student loans, hospital bills, and what you need to do with those loans if you have too much debt, mm-hmm. get a consolidation. And one of the best consolidations I ever saw was Joe Yanish and Mel, when they first got married. He had some major credit cards, student loans, things of that nature, and they put everything in a debt consolidation and it lowered the price of all those major debts. Yeah. Does that make sense? Now, the, the things you don't need mm-hmm. that you think you got to have and you think you want, we're gonna mention those debts now that you think you need to have. Yeah. The first one is sports. It is gro- It is gross how much we spend in sports and not in honor. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at how much you actually paid into your kids' sports. Well, it was only 150 into the rec ball. Ah, No, go back through the whole summer. The eating out, the concession stands, the new cleats, the new bat, the new bag, the lessons. Are they really going to be that good in high school? Are they? Here's the other question. I understand that we need some lessons. But who are you connected to? Who can... Po- My kids will never have to take wrestling lessons. They got Jimmy Cook. They got Joe Yonish. I- Sean Tompkins. My kids ain't got... I'm never paying for wrestling lessons. And they got their daddy. Baseball. I don't think anybody in this room needs to pay for hitting lessons. Have you watched me in a hitting room? I'm going to go a step further. You know who Bill Cutright is. Probably one of the best kept secrets on teaching your child how to hit a ball. But the problem is when you started spending your money, you didn't ask nobody. He's going to be real bashful about it, but I've seen him. He's one of the best. He's he's one of the best. But you don't ask because you don't want anybody to see your money. The only thing that nobody in this place can teach is softball pitching. And at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, is that the direction our child's going? If it is, you sow in that to the degree that, and this is what I did, I'm a coach, right? So I'm not an idiot. Justin's not an idiot. I, I sent Sissy to lessons for about a year and a half, and I watched everything the coach taught, then guess what? Thank you for teaching me. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and so now I do all the drills that Stephanie did. And I'm teaching them to sis. And now I'm teaching them to a girl named Mallory. What do you want to do with your money? It's crazy the obligation that we have to sports that we don't have to the kingdom. It's it's crazy the same excitement. We have more excitement for our kids' athletics than we do revival. Track back at how much you're actually spending in your kids' athletics and make sure it's their path. Trenton no longer plays football. T-Bone's not going to play football next year. People will be like, why? He's a good football player. It's not his path. Takes up too much time. Takes up too much resources. He's not playing Division I or Division II college football. Could he be a decent high school football player? He could. Does he really need to put all of his time, effort, and all? No, he doesn't. Because you know what I told him? Man, if you play high school football, guess where we can't go in August? Where? Alabama. Matter of fact, From June till November, you're probably not going with us. You'll stay here. Whoa. What became a priority? The kingdom. Does that make sense? I'm not telling you don't have your kids play sports. I'm asking you to finally take a look at how much money you're spending. Be wise when it comes to putting your kids in athletics. And don't get trapped in the snare of something called travel ball. Or what's the new volleyball thing that everybody's going buck wild over club, J-O, something. You got to play J-O. You got to play J-O. No, you don't. No, you don't. God has your path planned out for you. Sissy did not go to J-O this summer and starts on the volleyball team. She'll be fine if that's the plan that God has. You know what she goes to? Open gyms by the high school coach that is free. Free, 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 free. Right now, Nate, Toby, Buggy, All these kids are going two times a week to baseball with the high school baseball coach. And it's free. And and they're building what? Relationship with their actual coach. As much as travel ball coaches want to tell you, we have connections. No, you don't. You're a has-been that's making money off kids. It's the truth. Because go find a real MLB player. We have one. His name's Coffee. And Mr. Coach Coffee, guess where he's at on Tuesdays and Thursdays? With the high school coach, a pro baseball player teaching our kids how to hit for free. <laughs> or you can play Johnny that played Ashland College Baseball who is at the Diamond Boys or the Longhorns. Do the kids need those kind of competitions? They do. They do. But not at the cost of you fighting or trying to rob Peter to play Paul or you not paying your tithes. So Johnny can play a sport and have the best bat that he's not going to play professional at. Does that make sense? I'm done. I knew I would sit there for a while. Tina started poking me. And we got to be done by 930. So here, listen to me. Gas station shopping has to come to an end. Go to Costco's. Load up on your monsters. Quit shopping at the gas station. It's better At Sam's Club and Costco's if you get your gas station stuff there. And listen, go into your cupboard and get your snacks and take them with you. Stop buying your lunch, all your garbage at the gas. Quit being a gas station shopper. It's dirty, okay? (laughs) Now, the next thing I want, I got to have. Your kids are learning all this impatient impulses. You're teaching them all this, okay? Eating out, dinner, lunch, coffee, donuts, Starbucks, nutrition place, yada, 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 yada. Do you really need it? Here's the question. Is your peace worth it? Have you agreed in your house, you're single, you do whatever the heck you want. If you're married, you got to go to bed with somebody. Okay? And listen, man, what's that like? Is it good or is it bad? Your money will dictate that. Because when you have anxiety of how you're trying to pay bills, you don't want to make love. Just get honest. Can I be real, real with everybody in this room? You find yourself in anxiety. Instead of making love to your spouse, you'll find yourself in masturbation. Ooh, it's quiet in here. Stuff people don't want to talk about in the church. But a man lost his life for letting his seeds fall fall to the ground. If we're going to be the church, we've got to be the church. Love matters. Intimacy matters. Affection matters. Holding, cuddling, holding hands, touching, kissing, words of affirmation, they all mean something. And the less you have that, you have no glory. You have no order. You don't feel alive. The longer I go without holding Tina's hand, I don't feel alive. The longer I go without telling her I love her, I don't feel a lot. What makes me not do those things? The frustration of money. How we've talked to ourselves. We've been there. We're not there today. We haven't been there for a long time. But those days were miserable, weren't they, babe? They were horrible. Because that's not how we wanted to be. When we said I do at a, at, a, at a church, that's not what we dreamed about. Sleeping on the couch, sleeping on the, That's not what you dream about. And you actually start feeling guilty the longer that you're not in love because you were made to be in love Mm -hmm. with the person that you said I do to. And you were in love with them when you said I do. Money manipulated you to make you think you don't love them. So man, let's focus. When do I start? Right now. Hold their hand. Tell them I love them tonight. Let tonight start something new. And then tomorrow, if you don't have it to eat out, you don't eat out. Get creative with your meals with your kids. Have fun. Make creative stuff. Chili dog night, tater tot night, all these different nights. Have fun. Make pizza night. Like, have fun. Make your food fun. Make your dinners fun.
2: And plan for what you have going on.
0: Yes, if you have if sports. You are,
2: if you are busy all week long, because sports usually is six to seven days a week now if your kid is in it, plan for that. If you know it's going to be a late night, I don't always want to make casseroles and have stuff in the crock pot, but you have to do it.
3: Yeah, I just want to say with that too, um, Joe and Mel are the best examples of that. Not to embarrass you guys, but uh, they it, it became what we, we started to talk, talk a Tuesday joke a couple of years ago, and it's kind of like an inside fun thing where we shake our knees and run around. It's just like this. <laughs> If you know our personalities, you just you've walked If you ever see us walk to church and clap our knees, it's it's an inside taco joke to Joe and Mel. It's not right, right. You're like he's got another tick. Well, I got enough already. I not need another one. But um, they actually budget to do that with us, and we don't do it all the time. There's sometimes where like, hey, want to get Mexican? They're like, no, we can't. It's not a budget. That's that's not. There's not never one time. That's ever been like looked down upon them because they're being responsible for that. In fact, what it does is just creates other opportunities. Hey, you guys want to go to Sunny Lake? Want to meet Trail Lake? Yes, or, there's you know, free we'll have things, to do. Play together? Free things yes. to do, free fun things to do, free fun things to do. So, like that, I just want to throw that out there. You, it's not. Don't feel the social pressure like you're going to be left out because you exactly. can't. You don't have the extra money to go to eat or Applebee's at the church or whatever it is. Like that's not. We're way beyond that <laughs> in this house.
0: But listen, the things that I'm saying about I want, I got to have, make your envelopes. Yeah. If you don't have spending money, if you're not ready to be able to swipe your card and use your cash to do this stuff, start, do the Dave Ramsey thing. Make envelopes and listen, make that fun with your kids and reward yourself that way. Even watch them start putting some of their money towards going. My, my kids now have started, like when we go out to eat or go somewhere, we were at the zoo. I came back from the bathroom. Taylor and Buggy were eating. It's like, how did you get food? She's says, like, I bought it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I bought mine and Buggy's lunch. Okay. All right, H- how did that happen? They didn't wait on dad. They didn't wait on mom. They have managed their own money now. Sometimes I don't even know what kind of money they have. That's kind of scary. In their, <laughs> I know what they have in their bank accounts, but I don't know what they have personally but we'll be at football games. And they go by their own concessions. Oh, how how did you get that? Oh, Tritton bought yeah. Skittles for all of us. We're cultivating something now. Yeah. But there was a time when we did the Dave Ramsey thing. We did the envelopes. We had fun with it. We did, So now they start operating in that stuff with even out an envelope. And there may be a day when they get married, they need that. Okay, but all this stuff that I'm saying here is not a no-go. I'm just saying the needs have to be done first. Once you get your thousand, throw a dollar here, throw a five here, throw a ten here. You throw this money away anyway, and the more we become cashless, the scarier it's going to get of how fast our money goes. So in that, like, when I talked about honor, and some of you are probably thinking, like, I don't have money to honor. You know what we did? We went without cable for years so we could honor Apostle D. And that was before I had his phone number. And let me say,
2: Josh, and I've shared this so many times, Josh... In Victoria Bell. They didn't have the money to honor us. So they would they asked us over for dinner. Yeah, and it, was, it sub became sandwiches. a fun thing. Sub sandwiches. So that was their that, honor. That became just our thing with them. We'd always get together for sub sandwiches. There's ways to still operate in honor without
0: money. Know where your money's going. Cable TV, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Spotify. Those are I wants. They're not needs. That little $10 could be sewing into your taking your kids to your movies. And on you're thinking, like, I need this right now. I'm telling you, man. There, when we went without cable, you know it was fun for us. We would go down to the library and get free DVDs. Our kids loved going to the and picking out video games and DVDs. They had a blast with that. Okay, but we went for years of doing that to now. Like we have Disney Plus, and Netflix, and Spotify, and we're not fighting. All of this is not corrupting you. This is not a gavel strike. I want peace in your homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want life to be fun for you, because the start of this was the glory of God as man fully alive. Yeah. But Shopping, all, but on Sorry. That, hold on.
2: With all those subscriptions, you need to look at your monthly statements and find out what you're subscribed to that you're not actually using. Yes. What are you not that a little using? Bit earlier. Even a thing like Planet Fitness. I know you're aspiring because the first of the year came around and you signed up, but you haven't been for two months. Cancel it. I'm serious. You haven't watched a show on Hulu for two months because you only signed up for it because this show was only on it. Now you're not using it. Cancel it.
0: This guy over here gets Disney Plus when there's something good on like Mandalorian. And then once he watches it, he cancels his subscription. You're done. If if you're not using it, get rid of it. Okay. If you're not using it, get rid of it. Shopping, clothing, home decor. Don't keep up with the Joneses. We talked about this a lot okay, inside of uh, emotional spending, but you need to revisit that. What are you buying? You know what I'm saying? I can't go to Walmart by myself. Listen, I can't. I always come back with something I didn't need, okay? The little deals in the aisleways get me, okay? When the marketing guy came up with the ideas for the aisleways, it gets me. So even when she's with me, I'll be like, look, candles for $4.99, I don't say four ninety nine. dollars I say four bucks. She's like, no, Jimmy, they're five. No, it's four. The 99 means something. I'm the guy that disrespects the cents, but the cents add up. Okay? So in that, when you see people buying a bunch of stuff, did they buy it or was it given to them? This is where relationship matters. Find out what's going out in the world. I told you guys about my Nike collection. I'm not spending that money. That stuff's being given to me. Why is it being given to me? I believe it's because of the honor that I operate in. Okay, entertainment, movies, fairs, amusement parks. Start putting that money aside. Don't put yourself in trouble over that. She already talked about gym memberships, liberties and addictions. If you're fighting over money at home, no liberty. No liberty. None. Don't. Don't. Not whatsoever. And if you have an addiction to something, what's an addiction? Something that you can't live without. We're not gonna be stupid and talk about like heroin or meth or if you have that struggle, pain prescriptions, things that you need to you get help. I'm talking about we get addicted to caffeine. We get addicted to buying a name brand of coffee. We get addicted to having a certain place to eat at lunch. We get addicted to food, we get addicted to all these little silly, I, I gotta have it, I gotta, you've said it, I gotta have it, I gotta have it. No, you don't. There's nothing you have to have. There's not a food, there's not a drink, there's not alcohol, there's not a cigarette. There's, there's nothing that you have to wake up every day and say, I have to have. You bought into a lie about yourself. And if that is happening, you wake up and say, I gotta have this. Like if you have bought Dunkin' Donuts every single day, break the cycle. Go get you a McDonald's cup of coffee that pretty much almost tastes the exact same. You only made it in your mind that it's different. Stop, stop. It's not the best, no, stop. Have you seen the movie Elf? He takes her in because he loves her. Taste this. It's the greatest cup of coffee. No, it's not. It's the cheap. Starbucks is not the best coffee on the planet. Duncan is not the best. Quit telling yourself it's the best coffee on the planet. It's Stop with the pulp and the nutrition. And the It's not the greatest thing on the planet. Abba is the greatest thing on the planet. And how did I wake up in the morning without talking to him? How did I not start my morning without worshiping him? He orders our footsteps. Amen. Car payments, we to talked about this. The new car, do you have to have that car? Vacations. Joe and Mel's another one. We invited them on vacation. I think it was two years ago, and they came up to us and said, we can't. We can't. Do not. If you're not fulfilling the needs, vacation's just out. Go to Lake Erie. Go to Hawking Hills. There's places right here. Not, there's one tank trips. You know, what I'm saying a weekend getaway at a our kids, when they were little, just loved going to a hotel with a swimming pool is yeah. nuts mm-hmm. we did New Year's Eve like that yeah, one that. time COVID-19. yeah we went we went and got a hotel with a swimming pool for New Year's Eve and rented two conjoining rooms ordered pizza and had the time of our lives and, and our kids thought that was the greatest weekend bed. on the planet if you need rest it's not a beach if you need rest it's not a destination it's him this is all about him apostle has taught us you don't live for vacation. I live for Jesus. And if he wants me to have one, he'll bless me with one. And I won't have to come home from vacation, which many of us have done. We have done. Stressed out because I spent too much
3: on vacation.
0: Now what am I going to do? Does this all make sense? All of this has to do with identity.
3: Two things real quick in vacation. I had a cousin. You all had cousins, whether you knew or not. who lived in front of me. This is several years ago, and I'm, I'm driving down the driveway, and there's a conduit going across the driveway one time with an extension cord to the shop next door. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And I had a cousin that didn't pay his electric bill all summer long. And I, when I found out about it, I kept hitting that thing every time i go over at the old farm. And I was like, isn't he on a cruise right now? Yes, he is. He paid two or $3,000 to go on a cruise To take his entire family, but didn't pay his electric bill. Don't do that. If that that's a sign you gave up, and I'm just this isn't targeting anyone, this is just saying I've seen this stuff. Yeah. Mama Tina said she's seen this stuff. Just listen, there's so many cool things. Sam loves me just as much kicking a soccer ball with a couple Dollar Tree cones in the front yard today. Having the time of his life. Just as much fun as he does on the beach. Second thing is. This isn't keeping up with the Joneses. He said this a couple classes ago, but this is something else. When you when you see people on vacation or see the pictures and they're celebrating, a lot of the pictures you see with them, or or Brandon or whoever or some of us, it's we're going to Mobile, mm-hmm. and we st- we're staying at Mobile, mm-hmm. and then or an Airbnb driving an hour, driving an hour, going there for four or five hours and coming. There ain't no one getting five hundred dollar a night beachfront property, living it up on a resort with, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We're we're just like making it a part of a trip, so it doesn't cost two or three, four thousand to go down. It's like, hey, we're going for a day or two, and it's part of the the bigger plan. Maybe it costs. Mm-hmm. Let a me year. make a
0: state move that you don't know how many times we have driven 13, 14 hours to be where Apostle was, and he didn't even know my name. I want everybody in the room to hear me on this. You have no idea how many times me and her and my kids, and youth groups and other kids drove places where nobody knew our name, nobody knew who we was. We didn't have a reserve seat. We waited in line. And now we go to the beach eight to 10 times a year because of her. It ain't even got nothing to do with me. It's because when she goes and she sings, it's all paid for. We don't pay for it. So I keep telling you, if you want some of the things that you see us have, It was honor that got us there. And it's honor that's going to keep us there. And it still is not easy. I have to drive 16 hours now to see my spiritual father. Six, and it's worth it every time. Every time it's worth it. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm able to take many of your kids. And your kids are going to Mobile and being in Revival Services. Where we used to have to charge kids $400. Your kids are going for 40 bucks. You want to know why? Because of her. So at times when we're in here like at home going, what do they do for us? More than you realize. Tell me if Bill and Beth ain't loving what their kids are in right now. Tell me if the Yeltons ain't loving. it. Tell me if the, the, the Boyettes ain't loving loving it. Loving it. Them kids ain't missing a thing. And they were all crushed and Apostle even said it on a live stream. I, one of the reasons I hated to have to cancel the October reunion because I know Jimmy and Tina were about to drive 16 hours again with a group of kids.
2: I just want to say on that note, like y'all have no idea what this man does for these kids on these trips. He gets up early yeah. first one awake last one to sleep when everybody else is resting in the afternoon he's running errands to get your kids fed get waters get everything like it's it blows my mind i tell him all the time like we can let other people do this but he wants them to be able to enjoy the trip and be rested so he wears himself out i just i had to throw that out there
0: cuz when yeah. people go with me i know that they don't get a reserve seat right. and when b drives through the night with me mm-hmm. he don't get a reserve seat and they're That man right there, and this man, and Cookie, and other guys that have driven your kids through the night to make sure Steph, to make sure your kids are safe. I want to make sure they're well rested and that they receive everything Holy Spirit, because I'm wired different. I'm just, I'm just, I've got a, I have no off switch. So when you think about that, about what are we honoring into, I'll tell you what we're honoring into. What they have in Mobile, we will have one day. And I don't care if he's got to keep shrinking it down till we find that crew that says, okay, I'm all in with this. And
2: We've got it in these kids right now. Yes. Don't take that for granted. No, with this small group no, of kids, y'all,
0: no. We're, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Till everybody believes it. We're going to get it. Yes. Till everybody believes it. I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. That's how persistent I am in believing in what this is till we get the handful that the foundation is so solid, Abba goes, all right, now I can.
3: Yep. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. So I, I just want to say real quick, I'm a witness to this. This is the first time I went to camp because it's changing other jobs just last year. And I was blown away. This man picking up the coolers, mm-hmm. ice, and it, when it's 100 degree heat out there, in addition to all the pouring into speaking, prophesied, teaching, all that stuff, and so we see it every Monday, Wednesday with Legacy Academy here. I'm just telling. You, I know. I know you guys are probably thankful, but I, I don't know at the level of gratitude's probably to the level of output is all I'm saying. And I'm not shaming anyone in the room. Don't hear what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm. I every time we're gonna have it again tomorrow, and my eyes are gonna be open to another dimension of like how much they do and how much this house does for your kids. And I'm sitting there, and Steph and I have talked about in the office, like. Man, if I was 14 Legacy Academy, what would I look like at 30 as a prophet?
0: Man, my God.
3: I didn't get saved at 29, and I had to like people told me not to prophesy. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. These kids in in the the atmosphere, man, I'd be I'd be doing cartwheels every morning, dropping my kids off to say. And I'm not saying you guys aren't thankful. I'm just saying this is a big deal. I I'm my kid isn't even there yet. He's four years old. But I can't wait for him to enter in Legacy Academy. So I'm, yeah. I'm sowing into your kids, yeah. supporting them. <coughs> they're paving the way, and they're going to be teaching him five, ten years from now, however that works. So, man, this whole house, it's it's a much bigger deal than what we think, and they do True. so much. Mama's hey, I want to say something so on the
2: vacation thing real quick. Even if you're on a vacation, you can afford the vacation. doesn't mean you have to do everything when you're on vacation. Right. We did years where we cooked every single meal. <laughs> in the yeah. room because we didn't have the money to go out to eat. But also I wanted to say this. If you have a vacation, if you've already put, like, a payment down on a vacation it's like, oh, well now we can't get it back, so we're just going to go, don't fool yourself into that trap. Even if you lose the money you put down, you're going to spend money when you get there. So save yourself the money I'll by guess. just losing the down payment. Yeah. Save yourself the money and make those wise yeah. decisions.
0: So I'm going to finish with this so we can go home. I know it's it's late but this is important. Um, I'll, I'll just finish with making everybody mad. You don't need toys and hobbies. So for all you deer hunters, you don't have to buy corn and new stands and new cameras and new. I'm guilty of it. Okay, that stuff adds up. It adds up quick. Make sure that does not become a fight in your home. So just as much as all of us men have our toys and our hobbies. Ladies, you don't need your hair done all the time. You don't need nails all the time. And you don't need spa days. And we don't need the new diet trends. And I will attack that in our next four classes. But how much peace have we lost over hobbies and salons? And listen, go get your hair cut. But is it a must? Is it, is that, that, does that have to be up here? See what I'm saying? There were years where she dyed her hair herself. It didn't turn out, so I almost fried it all off. But then she had to go brown, like brown. It's a rough year. It's a rough year that year. It's a rough year. A rough year. A rough year. A rough, year. A rough year. So when she went brown, I went Nazarite, and so it was just I made sure I definitely was way uglier than her. So, for, but listen to what I'm saying, man. Hobbies don't fight over hobbies. And toys and like, listen, man. Daughters in the room. I know what it means to get your hair done. Get your, I know what that stuff means. But it doesn't heal it. And gentlemen, even if you give in and say, go get it done. You and her being whole. You know what I think I learned in the years that she couldn't go get her hair done? I think that's when we really started finding out who we were. And it wasn't shortly after that is when we started our ministry, got connected to Apostle D. When we finally got to a place like, realizing like, that's one thing I could say about the Nazarite vow. I got to a place where I said, I don't need anything. I just want God. And it was in the Nazarite vow I started to find myself, but I wasn't healed until beloved identity came. You know, all these practicals on the backside, these all make sense. I want everybody to hear me. These are good to look at. It's good to have a budget. But you know where I felt the wind of God tonight? On who you are. This will all fall into place. Really reading this stuff. Almost sounded silly. But this is where the prison is. When we don't figure out. This. And all this is. Summed up into one thing. Is your love by God. And that's never going to change. Nothing on the back of this. Whether having it or not having it. Is going to fix anything. What you're looking for. Can only be found. In the voice. The eyes. The heartbeat. And the touch of God. Everything you're wanting financially is found in his love. And I know it's late. And I know you have kids. And the kids have school. But can you imagine a house. Where milk and honey flows and mom and dad don't fight, and single parents aren't worried about money. Instead of thinking about you in this moment, I want you to think about your kids. What have they heard mommy and daddy say to each other over a piece of paper? That even when the money came, it still didn't fix what was going on in your heart. I want you to have money. And I want your money to have order. And I want you to find a budget. But most importantly, I want you to find the love of God. That will change your life forever. And as you find that love, honor, honor, honor what led you to that love. Because that's the sweet spot. I am thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But if you were to sit down and ask my parents and Tina's parents, Nana will tell you right now. She is thankful that me and Tina found Damon and Tammy Thompson. At holidays, she'll look at me and go, I'm thankful that you found Damon. Because it gave me a mom that I didn't have. And a dad that I didn't have. That my inner frustrations messed up money, messed up relationships. And I'm thankful that God puts the right people in your path. To help you find who you are. And as you let them show you who you are. All your dreams will start coming true. Because all of your treasure is found in you. I've said it in here, I don't know how many times in Corinthians. Though you look like a common jar of clay, inside of you is a great treasure. But how do you discover that treasure? Scripture goes on to say this, don't quit. So tonight is not about shame. Tonight is about don't quit. Tomorrow you get to retake the test. And before you take the test, guess who you get to talk to? The teacher. And his name is Jesus. And he'll give you all the answers. The same way he gave my mom the answers to lose weight is the same way he'll give you the answers to financial success. And then the next thing we get to tackle is our health. And I believe a year from now, There's going to be a lot of change in this room. Can I just leave you with this? I don't have to pray over you. You just have to believe this. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. This leadership believes in you. And God believes in you. Now, will you believe in you? If that's the case, then with prosperity and health, let's change the world. Amen? All right. I love you guys. This is an example spreadsheet to help you kind of get started. There's also apps. Dave Ramsey, look up Dave Ramsey's website. Your iPhones have apps for budgets. Dive into that stuff and have fun with your money. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.